Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Salutations, everybody. It is Maddie here today, and welcome to episode 298 of the Ham Radio Podcast. And it's me, Eric. I, you tricked oh, me for oh, a <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to see if I could get Maddie to go, ah, it's Matt again. Yeah, I was, I was literally going Facebook for the restart key. key. I was like, all right, it's over. <laughs> Anyway, sorry. Uh, we oh, got a new host. Here he is. A, oh, yeah, that's oh, right. Do. No yeah. longer homeless-looking. It's your boy, Hobo-less, Dustin. Hobo-less host. Ho- Hobo-less host, Dustin from Last Stand Media, and Handsome Phantom. Hello. Dude, I keep, like, in the middle of the intro, I actually looked up at the corner of the screen you're in, and I was like, look at Dustin. Like, mm. this guy's looking sharp. I right. didn't realize you had so much of a neck, you know? Oh, like that's right. It was, was longer. <laughs> yeah, I did. And no I trimmed the beard down, dude. Yeah, you, you trimmed a beard. Like, there's no beanie or hat. No. This is this is clean, Dustin. This is like, I'm going to take her out for a nice dinner, Dustin. Out, Maddie, I would fucking love for you to take me to a nice dinner. And right. that actually reminds me of something that I needed to address on the show, is that a week or two ago... I, I can't remember exactly what I said, but I called Carrick cute on Twitter, oh. and he did not respond. Oh. Um, so I just wanted to air that you out. Called, you called me cute on Twitter, and I didn't respond, or people responded poorly? Wait, too. oh no. You said something like, wasn't cute, will delete later. Do you remember this tweet? Oh, I do remember the tweet, yeah. And then I responded, and I said, you know, you're always cute, Carrick. <laughs> Welcome to me dissing on the dissing on the chicks. Always, always nagging. Always pretending like I'm too high to respond to anybody. I honestly Damn. didn't get. You play hard. <laughs> I play hard. I was to gonna say maybe yeah. you want more, Carrick. I mean, no. I don't know. I don't no, know. I, I do have that a tendency to. I was telling Maddie, I have that tendency to blurb out shit, and then I never look back at responses because some are negative, obviously, and sure. sometimes mm. in a in, in a certain mood, I'll be like, like I did one about uh, Days Gone, which will probably talk about first but i i did one about days gone i haven't looked at responses because i'm like fuck you i know what they're gonna be uh but no i didn't see that one but i appreciate it cute oh, is something welcome. that i don't think since i was three prior to the beard which is yeah, about I was four say- i've never <laughs> been i've ever heard the word cute that's for sure so there we go cherubish little carrick i need to find a picture of me as a child dude, i don't I know even imagine without a beard if we really wanted to shock people i'd show up bald because my hair is pretty long carrick would show up without a beard and Dustin would show up as is. Very, and that's no offense to Dustin, but just very clean cut. That's right. Well, sharp as a tack. Here's the People thing, Maddie. Before, I mean, before 2020, really, uh, I had a regular schedule of when I would get haircuts in mm-hmm. in relation yeah. to travel because I would yeah. basically be like, oh, I'm going to PAX or I want to look like a shithole when you go to PAX, right? Right. right. Yeah. yeah. 
no, so or you know packs e3 and then usually one in the middle but like with you know covid and people it's like i just don't care as much but eventually it gets to a point where holly my you know she's she's yep. she's an angel she's she's a sweetheart but she'll there's yeah, there's a limit where she'll say she's like you know i do i think you look good a little cleaned up I'm my like, wife will I, look I, I get what you're fucking way. trying to say what was that like my wife will my wife will look in a weird way and i can tell <laughs> yeah. like so about every six months i'll shave not my back probably should but i'll shave and you give hair to cancer or whatever so for a while i didn't the a back long hair. while yeah and i no i don't give that to cancer i'm saying so for a long time i didn't and then about three months ago i was just walking around my wife was like that's it she just she looked <laughs> at me head. Like, I was like yeah and i realized not only was my hair explosive but my beard had done this old man almost santa claus thing where the oh, yeah. side gets out and, yeah. and i don't know how to describe it but only old people let that so like shit one of those those like oriental kind of fans like they just yeah kind of, oh but, dude it yeah, was like, bad it was like bad that. and i i looked and she she did she's just like mm. and i was like what and i looked and i'm like dude what the fuck where but covid or being home right without a schedule it's much easier to let things slide it dude, is did everyone not see me at the beginning of this pandemic when i was oh. coming in with like hair bands with dogs on them i had like hair bands with a mets logo on them like, I, <laughs> dude i was coming in looking like a moron it's funny dustin bringing up e3, <laughs> like a moron <laughs> e3, e3 dustin bringing it up reminds me of a time where whenever i go to e3 i wear like decent dress clothes like i'll wear dress pants i wear a button-up shirt because i just want you know like presentation matters so I remember one time my friends and I were trying to find the entrance because at E3 2018, they completely moved around how getting into the building worked. It was, yeah. do you remember that Dustin? Like it was so weird that getting in even as media was really difficult. Cause I, that was like one of the first years they were doing general attendance. And so right. I remember like we were walking through the crowd and this is why LA fucking sucks. All right. Because I'm walking through the crowd and I'm hearing, dude, it's like, you know, how in persona five, you're walking through the hallway and you see the speech bubbles popping up and people talking about Joker being a criminal. Yeah. I'm walking through this crowd. I'm hearing the fuck's he wearing? Why is he in dress clothes? Dude, it's a gaming convention. Like what? What a fucking idiot. I'm like, dude, I'm like, is this for real right now? I couldn't believe it. But yeah, we were getting me and my buddies were getting smack talk the whole way through the crowd just for dressing up. Wow. And like it was not overzealous. It was I'm gonna tell it, you right now, you you won that regardless. Oh, absolutely, dude. I'd show yeah. up to the they'd be like, You look great. Dude, it's like that's what you want. Exactly. You want and I can't tell you how many times it doesn't matter. You can dress up, but if you dress down too low, you're in deep shit. Dude, like, so it is just request... is that way. If you're just <laughs> Imagine... in slacks or not dress pants, nobody's gonna be like Oh my god, we can't give him our game. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I know, I know. If I were to show up to a Ubisoft booth, it's not like if I was in like an Adidas sweatshirt and fucking like baggy basketball shorts, they'd be like, "No, you're Bro, not playing our game." You guys but, like, went and saw you uh, Watchdogs, right, Maddie? Didn't you guys uh, go? Did you guys go to the events to see Watchdogs? So, yeah, not I, me. Was, was 2018 the one where I played? Oh my god! Wow, it feels such like a, a long time ago. I'm trying to remember what we. Played I just got to bring Creed up Odyssey. the, the differences played. in the way they dress. So I had been going to the American ones, and this is no diss. This is no diss. It's just they were dressed down, and I went to the Ubisoft one, and it was a smoke show. Every guy was dressed so nice. This is Ubisoft watchdogs. Cadiz and I went. Every girl 
like dressed like business. They all looked so good. Everybody was all immaculate. Yeah. And, (laughs) and it was such a difference. The only other place I've seen that was strangely enough when I went to PAX West or battle, um, there were a couple groups in PAX, uh, if they weren't at the PAX area that were always dressed nice, I noticed, Mm -hmm. but if they're at the PAX, they're in there, you know, I'm going to get sweaty. Dude, Close. I love showing up to a nice game demo booth and they're in jeans, a well, t-shirt. Yeah. You're like, you're one, of, you're one of us. Let's go. Like, that's you don't got to get crazy dressed up. We're playing games. We're talking games here. I'm gonna get my Rolex this. and show up and be like, you know, yeah. shake it in front <laughs> of them. You're like, well, I, by the way, I don't have a Rolex. I'm just saying, but that would be funny. Be like, let me knows? check what time it is. Yes, I've got time to check your game, <laughs> <laughs> dude. It always frustrated me because I've been to the Game Awards either two or three times. And dude, when the boys, when the handsome fan of boys go to the game that. awards, we wear a suit and a tie. Oh yeah, you got it. And you know, it's not like Oscar level. It's not like a tuxedo, but we are. You know, we go, we go all out because this is, you know, it, yeah. And um, you know, there, there are some. It's open to the public, and I, I just feel like, don't wear your Overwatch shirt. To to the game awards. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with Overwatch or wearing gamer clothes. I'm wearing this Pac-Man shirt right now. I wear clothes that have game stuff on all the time. Don't don't wear it to the game awards. Though. Yeah. 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 E3 is the only place I dress up decently. When it comes to packs, I'll wear like a nice pair of pants. That might be it though. You know, a nice pair of pants with a plain t shirt. I call them my normal people clothes. And I that do shows flannel. how I typically dress, right? Like I, yeah. I I will throw if I'm wearing like a black T-shirt, some nice jeans. Those are what I call normal people clothes because right. typically I am not dressed like that. I'm usually wearing trainers or dry fits. Or you usually look like a European assassin or GTA. <laughs> dude, or, Ma- dude, right? Maddie, the European state assassin. of the state of uh, state. What's the one? Owen Wilson, the one with the fucked up nose the, and the blonde hair. He did the movie wow. where he was behind enemy lines, I think is what it was called. I love that and, movie. That's a great. Yeah, one. and I he's chased by recently. the European assassin who the European sniper <laughs> yeah. guy and he's he's and he shows up in a trainer. And I remember watching this the first <laughs> time going, Yeah. And I was like, why is this guy scary? And then he's just a, and then I found out that is quite that is not a joke. Like those guys, they're wearing comfortable stuff. They're they're not like Obviously, they wouldn't be like Agent 47, but they wouldn't wear Levi's because those are really hard. Have you ever tried to run in a pair of Levi's? Right? It's like if you wore a body rubber and tried to fuck, it's useless. Like, you can't do it. (laughs) So, yeah. And he wore a trainer. And I remember watching it going, this guy's not scary. And then he was. So that's what you're doing. You're just walking around in European assassin clothes. And whenever I see you, that's what I think. One other thing, guys, before we get out of the intro, I want to show you. I got an upgrade. It's very exciting. Watch this. Watch this. bro. Oh, he's oh. got a fridge. Oh, I know what's coming. There it is. Mini fridge oh, upgrade to the studio, boys. That's that a cool. beer. No, this is a this is a, a balls. Balls? <laughs> you ever heard of balls? Wait, what? I've heard of balls, yeah. No, I haven't. What is that? So balls is an energy. It's like an energy soda. It's more pop soda or whatever than it is, is it like. like an... Is there slogan balls to the walls? Like. Am I am I ahead of the game here? I don't know if they have a slogan. I had found out about them when I went to an anime convention when I was uh, a young lad. So they're they're not a new brand, but uh, um, they actually, I mean, full disclosure, they sponsored the HP podcast for a little bit. So like, they sent us a bunch of product, which was awesome because oh, okay. I already loved cool. uh, the brand. And this is not a sponsored 
you know moment right now this isn't me like oh and by the way way guys check <laughs> out balls garana um but no i still i had a few left Use my so. affiliate code yeah right yeah <laughs> but i uh, know the mini fridge free upgrade my dad's old boss was getting rid of it and i was what like would your uh personal code be like instead of dustin Furman, like dustin fur balls like oh fur balls dude <laughs> Damn, that might that might be something. I thought I'd get a laugh out of Carrick. <laughs> Carrick's like, not you're, impressed. You're, he's like, you're fucking fine. I'm not bro. impressed by that stuff. Remember, like, whenever we do the Defining Duke and you got one of your the jackasses who try to, like, get away with a weird naming convention. Oh, the titty gobbler. Yeah. Yes, that's who I'm talking of. I just didn't want to say it out loud. I didn't want to give him any credit. And <laughs> Dude, Maddie reads he, it every time, and I'm just, you can see me over there just like. Oh. Dude, here's the thing, though, is that. Maddie, I mean, he reads the the titty gobbler name, but Maddie just a- accepts it and moves on. If he acts mad, then the entire community would double down. But Maddie's just like, oh, yeah, whatever. True. And so they're like, well, oh. at times I hate because what happens is he'll like, and and other people will have a great question behind that name, and I'm like, oh, for sure, no, they're good yeah, questions. They're just what, yeah, yeah. I, but that's what sucks is you're like, I don't really yeah. want to read this on. Oh, but that's a good question. That Dude, definitely we. That's why you about. say something like, "My balls is missing," is asking us what we think. <laughs> yeah, we'll start just screw the with them each time. Be like, <laughs> "My mother's egg really didn't have any standards." Has asked us the question. Wow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> just neuter them, man, to the point where somebody. He's like I'm. I'm not writing in any questions. I'm uncomfortable Dude, now. <laughs> that's Nikki V. Nikki V. He's the one that coined the Dickalicious Dustin. Which, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Jesus. I always forget. It's, it's funny because he's like Dustin. I call you Dickalicious Dustin every time, and you always act surprised. I'm like, it's a fucking surprising name yeah, to hear. Not like someone, yeah, like you walk yeah. around in your house, but not wife, like you really, normally hear it. Like, no one's yeah. calling you that all the time, man. Like, right. <laughs> Anyway. All right, welcome to the Ham Radio Podcast. For those of you who are new here, uh, here we go. usually we, we talk about video games, but uh, today we felt like talking about balls, energy drinks, and, um, and pack stress-ups. Uh, so if you want to support the show, you can head over to the Patreon in the link in the description down below. We've updated some of our links. So instead of the Google Podcast, we have Spotify there, where I've seen a lot more of you listen. Um, so we have that a little more readily available. Patreon's down there, and Dustin Stream. Uh, his link to his Twitch page is now down there. So if you would like to support Dustin, his streams, which are growing, um, please do give that a look. Give him a follow. Check him out whenever he's live. You have a schedule. Um, but for the show itself, if you want early access, uh, bonus videos from myself, and a monthly Q&A, and we're going to be adding more over time. I'm, I'm looking into some stuff. Um, obviously, no timetable on that. But uh, right now, that is the set schedule. Uh, you can support us for just a buck or however much you want to choose to support, and you can get early access to this show uh with that though let's talk about what we're playing gentlemen as per uh the ritual the beginning of our show who would like to go first who would like to talk about a little video games i'm streaming i'm not really playing any one thing i'm streaming i hacked the xbox cloud thing i told maddie Mm -hmm. about so you can stream to your pc the x cloud so i've been messing with that but all my stuff's been streaming just checking that out and streaming uh using moon I mess it up. Moonshine, Moonbeam, whatever. Mm, the alternate of GeForce, you know, yeah, the one I always talk about. I'm using that, and uh, I've just been enjoying playing games like in bed that are on the PC. It's very cool to be playing the full power game. I love Switch. Don't get me wrong, but playing like modded Skyrim on your tablet is 
that's another level yeah and uh so i showed people a video of out outriders i was playing outriders and i had the tablet here in front of me and i took a video i put the tablet and then the 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 monitor dude it's like one millisecond difference that's it it's Mm. ridiculous and it was it's come i played outriders for six hours on tablet like that's we're at an amazing fucking time for games and technology we are like this close man to just being so cool what were you gonna say maddie sorry i was gonna say i can't blame you because i've i've been marathoning outriders quite a bit well i didn't say i liked it oh you loved it (laughs) that's why (laughs) we'll talk about that later and i played some outriders we'll move on go ahead dustin uh let's see so on my stream right now we're playing uh breath of the wild but we're playing a, a special version it's on it's the Wii U Pro version, which runs at uh 4K 60 FPS. Uh it's a very, very custom setup to run it at 4K uh, 60. Oh, the, oh. On the Wii, you know, the Wii U Pro, that's how, how it's done. Oh. Yeah. So no, but it's been cool to uh to go back to that. We've had I've only done one stream so far, so we just did like the great plateau area. But um no, it just feels like an entirely different game when it's running, you know, at a high resolution and a, and a high frame rate. So I'm excited to get back into that. And uh, we, I've been playing a little bit of Outriders, not as much as I would have liked. Uh, which I think, Maddie, we have to disclose that our our codes were provided to us by Square Annex. Oh yeah, so, so do I. Yeah, Square. Thank you, Square about. Annex, for providing the ham radio team. Man, uh, they, they are so hard on that too, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every time. No. Well, that's the thing is that like Maddie, Maddie, you and I were like bouncing back and forth. Mike, okay, am I just make like double check this? Are we are we good here? Are we in the clear? So, and I think you got to put it in the description of the video too. So, yeah. um, but yeah, so we, uh, Maddie and I attempted to play together and the which i think this is what karen was talking about is that the um the cross play multiplayer on the the day before launch between pc and consoles just did not work at all it still really doesn't oh it still doesn't no it's still been pretty busted i mean they here's the thing they do say that it's beta but i'm like also like the game's out the game's out (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I'm not paying sixty bucks for a beta ever. So fuck you, it's out. Yeah, right. I agree. They're asking for money, so it's mm-hmm. not a beta. Yeah. So, uh, but what I have played, I've found to be pretty enjoyable. But the the problem is, every time I've played, it's been by myself. So I need to find some friends on on PC that I can play with since the crossplay is is busted. But Forked. Um, other than that, I mean, here's the thing. And Carrick, I messaged you about this. The PC version. Mm, yeah. Not... yeah. I've heard bad things. I'm playing on Series X. I've heard Dude, bad things about PC. I shit you not. Every time, and this was part of our stream, Maddie. I load in the game. I load into the actual level. And there's no HUD. Literally every time now this happens, I have to jump back to the menu and then load back into the game. Every time in order to get the HUD. I'm like weird so there's that and then i'm running the DirectX 11 version so it doesn't hitch and stutter all over the place mm-hmm. which right. with that you can't use correct me if i'm wrong here Carrick, but you can't use dlss, DLSS it's in the yeah. it's in the menu but it doesn't do anything yeah, so uh my performance is down which sucks so just overall it's like i want to 
play it and give it its fair shake because there are elements of it that I was enjoying, but it it does not want to to let let me play it really to what it should be on the PC. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think they are um, they are patching uh, things like inventory wipes, bugs, and crashes, but I don't think there's been word on the HUD yet. I like when that is coming for Outriders. They also, I I'm loving this game. I'll, I'll just preface that right up front. <clears throat> I am having a good experience, but I'm also playing on consoles, so I think it's just kind of a one of those situations where you know, like you see everyone else having wildly different experiences. And you just kind of understand, like, hey, I'm on Xbox Series X, and, like, things just seem to be working well over here. And so I'm just having one of those scenarios where I think I'm a little more positive because I've, I've just had, like, the – what I'd say is probably the best platform for it to be played on. And um, I've just – it's kind of been scratching an itch. But the patch also is going to be nerfing things. And yeah. a lot of people were like, this is dumb. Because it's like a lazy nerf. There was something yeah. that was a little more OP. Yeah. So instead of yeah, reworking was... that, they literally brought everything else down in tune with it yeah. or, or vice versa. Like they, they brought everything down because something was, was, was too weak. And it was like a, just a really lazy kind of nerf that hurt all builds. Trickster, Technomancer, Devastator. Um, but they're giving everyone like free stuff because of everything that's happening. So I'm not a fan of this first patch. And um, it's weird because everything seemed to be in sync. But as for Outriders itself, I got... 32 hours in it now and i I really like the game like i think it's really fun um i just really what it is uh, my friend had me elevator pitch it to him and and i said you know it's just a game that really rides on everything being good in its gameplay so i found the loot enjoyable because the effects are felt throughout all different levels uh um especially when you get to the tier two mods um, that start to do things like I have a mod called Claymore and then I had one called uh, Chains, uh, Bound by Chains or something like that. So for every shot I take, you'd see a Claymore come out of the sky, hit him for like 3k damage and then a chain would go across four different enemies for 4,000 damage plus the weapon damage plus my abilities. So the loot is really responsive in a way that I don't remember the last time I felt it outside of Legendaries and Borderlands, but the difference here is that you can feel that impact earlier in those tiers, like the blue tier weapons, when you start to get actual mods. Um, and when you combine that with just good enemy variety and uh, just really kinetic gameplay where you're running all over the place, there's explosions, there's um, good abilities, at least as a Devastator, I'm liking it. Uh, I've just been, I've been having a really fun time. The B tier story, uh, some people really liked it. I was reading the comments on my review. Some people said it's actually legitimately good in their opinion. I think it's, because the bar is so low. I see a lot of people saying at least for this game. Like at least it has a story unlike Destiny. I'm like that's when you know there's a problem, right? Um, so in my opinion, I don't think the story's good. But it's enjoyable because it's so corny. I have to say though. I, I, think it's, I think it's pretty consistently fun. I thought it would wear off. But I started a new character, a Technomancer. Because my friend picked it up. Now we're playing together in a separate co-op playthrough. I've done most of this solo, though. I feel like that's where the game's at its best. I don't know if you, you all agree, but I think the game's most fun solo. That's where the damage balancing was most solid, and it didn't feel as spongy, and you know, you just had control of everything, and the levels felt more open and free. So I've just been I've been digging the hell out of it. Kind of that I, I thought Hitman Three was it, and it still kind of is it, but this is more and more. I think unexpectedly and and we'll see if it sticks which i think it will kind of becoming this home-based game where 
I'm playing other things, but I am coming back to Outriders. Um, we don't know what's going to happen with the expansions, though. And if these nerfs continue, that will hurt the game for sure. But I'm I'm loving what I'm playing so far. Gotta be real. Damn. I know. I just yeah. I mean, I've been trying to get everyone on it. Like my my buddies Dude, are like, we're okay. I'm just here, like, come on, come on, come on. So, Maddie, I downloaded it on my Series X and I started it up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, do I? Do I just play on my Series X and forget about the PC version at this point and just say, like, screw you, I'm not waiting? Which, here's the thing. Well, what did you get to, anyway? Well, um, I don't know. I'm not that far, really, oh. at all. Okay. Um, But the problem is, actually, here's the thing. I actually forgot about this. I started playing on Xbox, and I was like, no, I do not want to play this with a controller. Which, that's just me. Oh. That's a Dustin preference pc thing i got dude when i when i really started to play uh call of duty on pc when i was i went through a big Warzone phase it it changed my brain and now it's like (laughs) f and which it's not i know it's third person shooter but like shooter games now i feel like i need the precision i don't know it just it's something has changed in my mind which you're mlg bro dude i'm mlg pro obviously now (laughs) no but uh (laughs) Which maybe I mean, could, is this a game that offers mouse and keyboard support on Series X? I mean, it'd be a, a huge hassle, but it could be possible. But it would all be not a problem if there was cross save. But I guess I get there being no cross save on this title mm-hmm. in particular. But but uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll we shall see. I'm I'm hopefully hopefully they can turn around with some of those PC updates. Soon, yeah, but, there's yeah. there's some things sure. in games certainly like you know as I keep putting hours in it, and when I started up my old character, I kind of wish there was more account wide things. So you spend a whole playthrough looting weapons and then dismantling them so you can take their mods and put them into other weapons. And I would love it if that was account wide. So whatever right. mods I unlock are across all of my builds. I know that may destabilize the balance, but if they're saying it's not a service game and it's a co op game, then I don't fucking care how broken I am. That's the fun of the game. Yeah, that's one thing. Their their messaging is becoming conflicting. Where it's not a service game. It's like okay, I believed you, but when you start to nerf stuff, I mean, and like substantial nerfs, it's like for there's who? N- and there's no PvP. Yeah, right. Exactly. So yeah, that's that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, I haven't gotten to the end game content, so I don't know how that shakes out, and if maybe that's where it can be most applicable, but. Right now, I mean, I'm really digging the game, but I just worry with the way they're they're kind of running with it, where they were very communicative and they were trying very hard. You saw them work through a holiday weekend, getting the servers right, and I think they have improved. I haven't gotten booted since. Um, but, you know, they have yet to really justify why it's got to be online only, why it needs to be in this this framework, and why they're doing nerfs. Uh, the community speaking loud and clear, they don't like the nerfs, so I'm hoping they'll roll those back, but time will tell because what's interesting is that's not even in a patch they're doing that with a hot fix like they're just kind of sliding that in underneath the main patch so right dude that that's the thing about the online only is so weird and that's it's not the only game this year that has unnecessary online drm with uh hitman yeah two games i really like what the fuck's going on (laughs) dude there's um dude uh ratchet and clank Ratchet, the one that just released on PC had uh, had online. You had to actually be online, and they cracked it in like one hour, 
and people oh wait not oh uh, you mean uh might be the other crash but there you go yeah crash crash. yeah yeah i remember reading that and then yeah someone cracked it like super yeah they cracked it like right away so yeah it's it's stupid there's no reason to have there's just tell me i would be fine if they just said uh your account that you play offline cannot be used online i'd be like hey no issues whatsoever because currently i can't play at all the difference between not being able to play at all versus being able to play but you can't take that stuff because they're worried about cheating no issues whatsoever with that like just do it but they've they lied about the service i mean it requires a service the internet and at some point like that that is now honestly even what i said in the review is i'm like i'm no longer pretending that a service game is just what the company requires if it requires a service from me we'll call it a service game and i'll make sure it's clear in the review but currently it requires an internet connection to do anything which it shouldn't and look at they got they got hammered and people are all happy about their numbers and i'm like do you know what the numbers would be if they didn't get hammered that's the problem do you know how many people would be more positive in reviews if they didn't get hammered it's really hard to get that back it's really it's and it's hard to get it back when there's no reason cuz none of us are coming up with a good reason why that's single player only and 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 online like if there was a reason i think it would be easy for me to explain away but there's just there's no reason and then they turned off one of the reasons why they were trying to pretend you had to be online, which was a cross say cross play. Like it was, just, ah, it was, I feel bad for that. That would have really sucked to be like, okay, we're going to require being online, but we can say it's because y'all have cross play, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, yeah, cross play is not working. Mm-hmm. Fuck. That must be a crap place to be as a dev. Like, and I don't mean treated poorly. I mean, right now it must be pretty. Yeah. Rough. Yeah. I'm happy it's succeeding regardless, but you do have to wonder what if, but at the same time, I think more people are patient when they, by the way, I'm not saying they have to be, but I think more people are are willing to stick with it because I think for those like me and some others out there, it scratches a certain itch um, and it does it really well. I don't know if you guys uh, agree, like I haven't played a game and, and, you know, I can't remember the last game I played where loot was this impactful um yeah i don't like it near as much as you do it sounds like like yeah even and that's fine by the way but i like it i like it i just not to to your level i will say that mouse and keyboard i did about 18 hours mouse and keyboard 18 hours uh, gamepad it's a fucking weirdest game ever where i would switch while in battle because certain enemies required basically headshots or more damage and others didn't so i'd be like this is fucking good. And then I'd be like, ah, you know what? And I'd be sitting back and be like, oh, fuck. And I'd lean forward real quick. And I'd be like, I got to switch back to mouse and keyboard because I'm getting my ass kicked. And I, there needs, there was something there that I couldn't quite nail down. But I do agree with Dustin. I think mouse and keyboard on this. There's a fidelity that you don't need depending on the weapons. But I had weapons where I needed it. So if I had had mods and stuff, like I had a sniper rifle, I think we can all agree if there's no, you know, if there's no mag- magnetic, you know, kind of pull, you're probably going to be more accurate with your mouse and keyboard. And so it just makes sense. But I had some, I, the weapons, dude, skill tree needs to go. Worst skill tree I've ever seen in a game. That thing, like I said in the review, it's called a skill tree because they can fall over and die like that skill tree did. It's the ugliest, nastiest, most useless skill tree I've ever seen. I'm so tired of plus fives. If I see another game with plus 5%, I'm just going to be like, never touch and walk away. It kills me because all the other stuff is good. 
it feels like that skill tree doesn't exist in the game. You go in and you get these amazing mods. I had a mod that was like chains, and I don't know why it was called chains. There was no reason for it to be. It just drew chains around the guy and damaged him. And I was like, this is fucking at a sniper rifle? This is awesome. There was no reason for it to do that. It froze enemies. I was like, this is awesome. Then I switched that out and I had to change the entire way I played from one mod, which does not happen in Destiny. Sorry for fans of Destiny. It's not the same thing. That is the best part of Outriders. The absolute best part. And then they're like, hey, you got a skill. And you go in there and it's like, oh, great, plus five. And I get that people are like, well, if you don't like it, it only comes up occasionally. It's true, but it's it doesn't feel like it exists in the same game. Because there's all this amazing stuff. Like the first time I got the nutsack gun, I knew it was special. Because no other gun looks like a ball sack of an alien. About. Yeah, I know what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, yeah so you're going to find this throb- gun. Throbbing and moving, and you're like, that's an alien ball sack. Problem. That's what I have. There's not a single time in Destiny where I've been so, that's a special gun. Because the rest of the guns look normal in this game. So normal guns look normal. And then the exotics look exotic. Right, yeah, they're like spinal cords, dude. And mine were like when they blow up, they blow up again. And then I had a thing that was like if they blow up and then they hit somebody, they blow up again. And I just it was it was awesome. It gets crazy, and then it yeah that that part was great. Um, but I did find that it wanted me to grind to update that that um exotic, you know, because you need parts to upgrade that. The problem is I got kicked in three different boss fights, and one of them is a multi layer. I think it's a four four layer boss three or four layer boss fight um the double green lizards you remember this Mm -hmm. and i had it set really high world tier and i defeated it and they drop a fucking exotic and i run to get it and it disconnects me yeah and i gotta tell you this is one of the first games where i'm like fuck it and i went to world tier one no lie i'm like not doing it again done went to world tier one beat him got shitty gear obviously because it lowers your gear that's the big problem with the game's disconnects is that if if it happens at a bad time which it did for me multiple times it harms the actual drops and i get that that can happen in other games that are online but this one shouldn't do it because yeah you don't have no reason to be be online yeah yeah but lots lots to like uh not so much the sounds though yeah it it definitely needs some work on the sounds yeah yeah, it's funny you bring up the skill tree because I, 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 what class did you play as? Out of curiosity, I played Technomancer. Uh, mm. I call him Rogue, but the Trickster for a little while, and then I mained the Pyromancer once I sort of decided. Yeah. Not that it would like it would have changed anything. I was just curious because I noticed that for the Devastator it was more you know ten percent bonus damage at close range, more shotgun drops and assault rifle drops plus extra damage. I was like, okay, cool. If I'm specializing in something, I know I can get those things. That's great. Um, but what I noticed with the Technomancer yeah, was... Yeah, that, that was happens built... with Pyromancer. Okay, makes sense. Because what yeah. I noticed is when you get to uh, Technomancer, you know, he, that that class is going to freeze people constantly. And then when I was getting stat buffs that would allow me to do more damage when they're frozen, that's when I felt it. So it is lacking that, I think. Because some are more punchy than others. But I just think it just not. needs to get away from plus five. I don't know about you guys, but plus five and plus ten can be moved onto the weapons. Move that to the weapons. Get rid of the percentage shit. I'm done with that. Because that should be on your weapon anyway. Because where do you see the numbers? On the weapon. You don't see the numbers in the skill tree. So it makes no fucking sense, logically, to say 
there's a puzzle, but the fucking third page is in a different room. Like that makes no sense. They're not even connected. So what I would like to have is have all those positives and, and negatives and stuff be on the weapons, stuff you can see there, and then make that skill tree things you can do. And mm-hmm. there are enough things because you only get eight skills total. That's not a lot. Or eight, what are we calling them? Anomalies? What's the term yeah. for those things? Uh, uh, powers, skills. Powers. Abilities. Since you only get eight and you get them pretty quickly, I would like to... I would like some customization of those. For example, my flame. I don't know if you guys did the pyromancer, but the flame is like this wide. It's the world's yeah. worst cone of death. It's this, it's like, yeah, it's almost, a, it, it's wider than that. But I would love, for example, what if the skill adjusted that? Um, what if you could adjust the powers a little bit? Because currently, if you're a technomancer and I'm a technomancer, our skills are our skills. Mm-hmm. So that would be a cool place, but it won't happen. I'm just saying that would have added a little variety. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting game to have a talk on because very, very interesting game and enjoyable. All right. With that, do you fellows want to get into the news? Let's do it. All right, cool. First bit of news. And obviously the most important broke today, the day we record this on Friday so Jason Schreier Bloomberg wrote up this whole article about the current status of PlayStation and really what's going on behind the scenes in regards to their pursuit of big budget exclusives. So they had this one company that I'll grab the name of as we keep talking, but they had this one company that was handling a lot of things behind the scenes as a, a more of an unsung champion of uh finishing the the big games and uh, making sure they get out the door and so it turns out that they wanted a little bit more piece of the pie they wanted to direct their own projects they wanted to to get a a, obviously a, a better role within the company and so playstation shifted them over to a last of us one remake for ps5 um, but would never acknowledge the team's existence or anything along those lines or give them the budget. So when that happened, and they obviously weren't in a position to succeed, so they didn't succeed, they took that project, and now it says that Naughty Dog is working on a remake for The Last of Us 1. And now we're seeing things like this past week, Japan Studio has pretty much shut down. And the Astrobot team is its own independent thing. So they oh. lost like Ape Escape devs and Gravity Rush devs, everybody's golf devs. Those are all people who are gone now. Um, PlayStation has, according to this article, openly said internally, I should mention, that they're not interested in niche projects in Japan, smaller niche titles that are only successful in Japan. They want more worldwide successes. And so they're focusing in on these heavy hitters because God of War and the Last of Us Part Two uh, helped Sony sell 114 million of those copies on PS4. Um, and so when you combine that with the stumbling of the digital store, uh, we just recently heard from an ex-Sony employee that the Vita was actually considered successful internally, but they decided to put it on the chopping block because of the hacking of the system, and they were afraid they were going to have another network error so to speak like they did in 2011 they said just get rid of it um so now it's leading to mass departures also sony bend 
the Oregon studio who's responsible for Days Gone, which released in 2019, was actually a commercial success. Maybe not the most critical success, but it did well. It was a profitable game. And a Days Gone 2 is not seen as a viable option. They are not letting them do a sequel and instead want to move this team as a support studio for Naughty Dog to work on a multiplayer game while the second group was assigned to work on a new Uncharted game with supervision from Naughty Dog. So a lot of shifting puzzle pieces here. Um, And of course, we've seen Xbox sort of start to do what PlayStation did last generation where PlayStation had these big heavy hitters that we all love and know. And they surrounded them with these niche titles, these under-the-radar titles. So seeing Xbox with Game Pass, I should mention, is how they're doing it. Doing Narita Boy and getting things like Exomecha uh, on top of a Halo or maybe a Starfield is how you're rounding out that portfolio to make it maybe a little more attractive to address a lot of angles. Where PlayStation reportedly is stepping away from that. And so there's a lot to digest with all of that information. But overall, it seems like they are stepping, I wouldn't say away from, but more deeper into their game plan uh, that was set with the PS4. And so without me rambling for too long here and the information being said, I want to know what's your interpretation of some of the events uh, that are transpiring within Sony and and the direction that they seem to be trending in with actions and non-actions, like not internally communicating the closure of the Vita. And then we have Limo Games, Colin's own studio, or or partially own studio, I should say, uh, learning through the news cycle that, hey, the Vita store is getting shut down. And so minor and major failures on a lot of fronts. So what, what do you, what do you both make of this? Go ahead, Dustin. Um, I don't, so clearly there's a, there's been a changing of the guard going on. We've known about this. We've been able to see this in real time, but we didn't know necessarily what a lot of the things behind the scenes were. We saw Sean Layden uh, step away in kind of a mysterious way. We saw Shuhei Yoshida, the head of Worldwide Studios, really kind of get demoted. Um, And we don't really know if that was something that he chose to do or if it was just kind of a, you know, we don't want to get rid of you, but we don't want you here in this level anymore. And, you know, Maddie, I think that what you said was, I'm in partial agreement is that Sony is doubling down on what made them successful in the PlayStation four generation, which was these big blockbuster titles. Mm -hmm. But in a way it just feels like they're, they're doing it in the wrong way. And one, I think one really interesting detail from that article was that, uh, this Last of Us 2 remake is happening, um, and it's in development at Naughty Dog. And the plan is that they're going to sell you that as a bundle with Last of Us Part 2 as a PlayStation 5 version. So what we can gather from that is, number one, you're not getting a free update of Last of Us Part 2 on PlayStation 5, and they are going to triple dip on the last of us because they have now they'll have released it on ps3 and then remastered it a pretty extensive remaster and a very well done remaster 
for PS4 literally the next fucking year, which here's the thing. I fucking bought it. I played it. It was a, a high quality, well done remaster, include all the DLC, whatever. But a lot of people find double dipping to be somewhat unsavory for companies to do. But often we go along with it because we do want the product at the end of the day. It is a triple dip. Is it? Are people going to buy it anyway? I mean, I don't know. It just seems it seems weird. Like like that. Pat, Think about that package. It's like, hey, here's an update for a game you already bought uh, that, you know, the other side would have given you for free. But we're not going to do that. Um, and here is the third version of a game that you've already bought potentially twice. And then we're just going to smush that together uh, for $70. Here you go. It's like when it's like you you can't double down on things that work that much. Like there's too much of a good thing. And this uh this overemphasis on Naughty Dog is concerning to me. Obviously Naughty Dog is a fantastic studio. In fact, it, I would say it's probably PlayStation's best studio. Obviously that's up for debate, of course, but no one can argue that they're top tier talent. So to see them, first of all, just absorb this project, which was someone else's project. And then they were just kind of like, no, you know what? We're going to do that. And then you have Sony bend who released days gone, which was a commercial success at the end. You know, it had mixed reviews and mixed opinions, but it was a sales success not as big as other playstation things but um you know it was sony ben making their own game for the first time in a while and you know instead of uh following up and giving them a chance to really double down on the things that worked in that game and giving them kind of a, a second start uh they're basically been demoted again you know they've they're like uh a support they're be they're acting as a support studio and one really important and interesting line from that article too is where uh jason wrote that there are sony ben developers that are concerned that they are just going to get absorbed by naughty dog and like i said naughty dog is top tier talent of course but when they're just absorbing things like that that doesn't seem to be the the way to go. Like that just does it just because like, you know, I'm trying to think of an example. Like you can you can have a restaurant uh that you change the name of to a more popular, better restaurant, but if you don't change the 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 cooks and the menu on the inside, it's still the same thing. Obviously there's mm -hmm. can be some adaption and direction as far as studio culture, but it just seems weird that there they they really do give naughty dog the the ability to do seems to be whatever they want and maybe that's justified with the success that the studio has had but from everything in this article it's it's very concerning stuff yeah i, I can't help but worry that it's a situation where and then carrick obviously i want you to go just before it escapes my mind, I want to just throw out there. I, I worry that there's this notion of, hey, only big success. 
So only an Uncharted, only a Last of Us, only a Ghost of Tsushima. We only want the big, big, big success. But a small success, like I imagine Days Gone was, they just look at that and I think this is where just the business aspect comes in. They say, well, we could make way more if we go over here. I imagine this has to do with the TV show. Like, hey, we're going to... We're going to get a Netflix Witcher kind of situation. More people are going to check us out, and we want to have the package ready for them then. So I would say it's going to time out with that. But um, I don't want to chime in too much here because, Carrick, I want to get your thoughts on this, where PlayStation's trending and, and how you feel maybe about the situation that just broke today. I actually agree with Dustin. There's really no – there's not much – I don't really – I don't really have much to add. It's like right now there isn't a lot known other than, I mean, Jim has his thoughts and I think everybody, if you tracked him, this is what, I mean, it would have been like almost a year ago whenever Jim took over. This is one of the things we said was that why did Sean leave? Cause Sean thinks this, and this is what I told everybody. If you tracked Jim, you would have seen this. So to me, none of this is surprising. It's, sucks maybe but i'm not sure sony's gonna not have third parties handle some of this stuff which admittedly i know whenever i say that about microsoft people are like they need the first parties those are the only ones that matter but with sony maybe they'll ignore that they'll be okay with it i think i'm okay with it i think if sony does focus a little bit more on primes and getting those out and third party companies that they maybe they hire a second party as well which we don't hear about as much but it does happen i think those would be fine but Jim, this guys, he's the one who said he didn't. I, mean, I don't know why anybody's surprised. It's like, go track him. Go read everything he said. This is what I said a year ago was, dude, he has stated very clear. He even stated, we want to treat it just like the PS3 and PS4 with big. That's what he stated a year ago. So the idea that he's doing it today should not surprise anybody, including the people that are working there. The Naughty Dog thing sucks because I'm sure nobody at Bend wants to be removed from maybe making what they want to make. But I can guarantee you as a CEO, if I'm looking down the barrel of another Days Gone, possibly having all the issues Days Gone had and making money finally, there's a huge difference between making money finally and Naughty Dog. Now, my question is, when it oh, I want to add one last thing. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Uh, this game in particular is a COVID filler. Absolutely, by the way. We already know that. This this yeah. game, the, the reason why this remaster is being made is because uh, other games are being pushed. This is something I talked about almost six months ago where it's like we know for a fact big games are being delayed. Deathloop, they finally announced. I don't know what the delay was on that, but those are being delayed. There's holes opening up. And so what's happening is you can make a remaster and you can put those things together and you can fit them in and then make your big AAA, whatever you want to call it, whatever Sony's going to name these. You can you can do that as well and still feel like you're sort of feeding your your core contingent, even though we don't think that. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, it's it's I think really worth pointing out. I just can't help but look at some of the franchises that are being Stagnant. left to the wayside and and sure. um you know, some I care about more deeply than others, so there is some nostalgia baked into that, but I just can't help but look at that and think, well, damn, you know, but I, I think just kind of like what I was tapping into and, and you said very well is that, yeah, when you're looking down the, the barrel about something like a day's gone, finally finding success, I wanted to ask when we reviewed that game, Carrick, 
we got that game pretty early, if I remember correctly. We got it about a week and a half week and early, a half. I, I want to say. Which, by the way, for those who don't know, the standard is usually about a less than a week. We get five days. Yeah, I would say for Sony, more. it's a week or less, a little less. Mm-hmm. Yeah, depending. Spider Man, we got two weeks early. I want to say, or we yeah, Spider Man and Microsoft is done early. But I would say you're yeah. right that it's probably a week or a little less for an average for Sony. Yeah, and so they make you put in the work. But what's interesting is with Days Gone, when we got it as reviewers, it was really broken. And so as we reviewed it, they released patches. But even by the time the final patch was released for day one, I went in and tested it. It was still buggy. It wasn't as buggy, but it was still pretty fucked up. But still, it was a far cry from what we played on day one and two versus day seven. And so what I find strange about this is Sony saying, well, no, fuck your days gone too. It's critical reception wasn't that good, even though the commercial was solid when are they not partially to blame for how that critical reception rolled out? Because they gave well, the game those out two guys are early. gone though, Maddie. The two guys yeah, the who ran Bend the, are right. had already left. Yeah, so they may we don't know, right? Sean left, and we will never know. You know, did you guys see that Sean was like liking some of the posts? Colin did a post, he and responded. then I put a picture of Phil Spencer <laughs> and him in the background, and then somebody put a post of me and Maddie behind Phil. Did you see that one? That was awesome. Um, I, I, I think, um, I think we will never know. But with the two leads at Bend gone, that might have been a chopping—not a chopping of heads, but you know where somebody's like, "Listen, this didn't work out. Um, You know, it's not working. It's me. It's you. (laughs) You need to go." And uh, we don't know if that's what it is. But I, I agree with you. It, it may be their fault. But remember, Jim was not in charge. If it was their fault. So Jim is making a choice based on whatever faults did occur prior. He can't just say, well, it would have for sure worked well if I was here. That doesn't, no CEO usually does that. So for the most part, what he's doing is seeing the outlay of it, deciding, you know, what exactly would be needed. And I got, I guys, I got to, this is just me. I personally believe most people want Days Gone 2 because they're now told they can't have Days Gone 2. It's like a chick who's like, yeah, I want to leave. And you're like, well, I didn't really like you, but now I do. So admittedly, even if you like Days Gone 2, a zombie open world game, seriously, versus something else, because remember, this is not the only thing they're working on. This is what we know right now. So... Yeah, like I, I, I'm seeing these tweets now with Sean Layden, Colin, yeah. your tweet. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah there, nice it, place, I, I mean, the, and you guys know, like, it takes me a while to like any CEO because you never quite, like, you know that they're good. Like, I'm not the type of person who hates every CEO. I think some can be good. Jack Trenton I liked. After a while, I sort of got his vibe and his rhythm, and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm getting yeah, where he's Shake the corporate from. dust off, you know? Yeah, and then uh, – and then sh- I admit it took me even longer uh, with Shane. Like it took me a while because I couldn't understand where he was coming from because the honest truth is the way he talked, you didn't believe him. But I think he came through with what he talked about, which was Artie Artie, which I like, by the way, Concrete Genie. Would we have got, will we get a Concrete Genie with Jim? I don't know. If we don't, I'm going to be mad because Concrete Genie is fucking awesome. Well, this is the thing, right? Is it's funny you bring that up. I mentioned this in my video on PlayStation I'm going to release tomorrow. So when this goes live to the public, some have already heard it. But I said, you just got to take a look at some of the actions Sony's already made where this makes sense. Like, I don't know if if you want to not take the the reporting at face value, I totally respect that. But 
when Concrete Genie's review embargo lifted, they announced on that same fucking day that PlayStation 5 was coming in holiday 2020. And it's like, what do you think people are going to be talking about? You give it one more day. One more. Like, what was the push there? Especially in the middle of pandemic. Well, actually, at that time, we were not in pandemic. But point being is they even more so smushed Concrete Genie when it did not need to be. So I can't help but look at stuff like that. And, you know, it's one yeah. thing where you look at the backwards compatibility. It's like, okay, th- these two have marched to a different beat the whole way through backwards compatibility. So the Sony's whole gonna, way through. Yeah, they're going to do their own thing. They're going to do their own thing. But these are the types of moves I found a little more overly concerning because the quality will be there. You're going to get, hey, a, a really great Spider-Man game. I imagine Ratchet and Clank's going to be great. Horizon, God of War. I think all these games are going to be wait. good. Yeah, right. I can't wait either, especially for Ratchet and Clank. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, I still Horizon can't for me, dude. Getting... Really? Okay. Yeah, dude. Like, I'm excited Neon for their games. But, oh, you know, the part of what was exciting about them is I feel like there was like these little things you were getting thrown in the middle of all of that that would spice it up a little bit. It wasn't just the third person whatever game, open world, semi open shooter, what have you. Yeah. Um, diversity is king and, and PlayStation. I mean, when you look at some of the, the resting franchises, they have Jack and Daxter, Sly Cooper, SOCOM, Gravity Rush. I mean, they had and still have a, a t- twisted metal, a portfolio of titles that um, that really helped round out what PlayStation is all about. And obviously different eras, you know, Sly and, and Jack. I don't see those coming back. because Those are during like the 3D platforming era, but I would love if they did. Uh, but point being is, you know, they do go through these waves, but there are things that stand the test of time and things that they intermingle that are new. And so I'm sure we'll see new things, but I don't know if it'll be on the level of what, uh, what we saw last generation, um, which is one thing that a lot of people greatly feared was, I don't want to call it complacency, but a very different game plan from Sony. On June 14th, your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley! It's anger! Let me at him! Fear! Safety checklist is complete! Disgust! Ew! Ew! Sadness is in the house! Oh no! Hello, I'm Anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going! Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters June 14th. Get tickets now. Yeah, The Last of Us 1 apparently getting a remake, and that'll be sold to you at a later date. I'll remain open-minded on that, because I do have to say I feel kind of bad for Naughty Dog, because all their projects have been able to be judged way before we really saw or experienced anything. So do want to give it the time just to see what it is, but I think triple dipping is a little fucking nasty, so... I'll, I'll wait it out, though. Anything else we want to add, or shall we move on? Yes. Unless you have this Sweet. on your list. Um, we did also hear the rumor we've all talked about, is this possible, whatever, that um, Sony does have a counter-strike against Microsoft's ah, Game Pass. Yeah, perfect timing. Let's talk about it. Okay. All right. So I just want to make sure. Anyway, no, I didn't ahead. have it in there. I didn't have it in there. I'm saying, oh, yeah, oh. Let's, let's talk yeah about I don't it. remember who said this, by the way. I think I thought it was a, a, a website, VG but I saw it while in my other... It. Okay, yeah, and they stated that the you know that behind the scenes the idea is, is that there's some kind of counter strike or counter punch was the term for uh, Game Pass, which to me is Game Pass for PSN, whatever yeah, you want to D- call David it. That's Jaffe the counterpoint. <laughs> yeah, David which Jaffe would be said it. Oh, um... they, they thank you. Oh, okay. Mm. His words were. <clears throat> 
Hmm. He had talked to several sources, I think was what he said. But there is actually news to come, but just not today when he said uh, when he said when asked how PlayStation will respond to Microsoft subscription services. We have PlayStation now, which is our subscription service, and that is available in a number of markets. He continued. Jaffe, who has worked at PlayStation for 14 years, but left the company in 2007, has also heard from his sources at Sony that a response to Game Pass is in the work. I've said it time and time again that people who are writing Jim Ryan's obituary are way premature, which I agree with to, to some yeah. extent. Yeah. Um, we had a guy, had the guy on the show yesterday that made the petition to fire Jim Ryan was like, dude, that's way premature because Jim Ryan doesn't owe anybody. Sony doesn't owe anybody the truth about what's coming and what their counterpunch to game pass is. What I can tell you is I know they are doing some stuff because I know people at Sony have told me they are doing stuff. There will be a response to game pass. What it is. We don't know. Here's what I, mean, I worry to me, that's about. Just like a person saying something will happen. Yeah, which I don't know why this is a story. This is the only thing that may be worth talking about. Here's what I would say I worry about. If Jim Ryan thinks the proper response to Game Pass is to emulate backwards compatibility, PS3 games 2 and 1, and then also add trophies, which is what that patent suggests they're going to do, then he's going to fold in all the movies and shit and make a streaming service. He's absolutely wrong if he thinks that mixing in PS Now is the way to go. And he says, that would make me go, I don't think this man has a clue because that's not going to compete with Game Pass. This is something we talked about, Dustin, a retro service. We talked about this undefining Duke Ultimate, a retro service coming to PlayStation to compete, maybe not directly with Game Pass, but adding value to the service. Um, Have your thoughts developed on that at all where maybe, you know, with this picture in place now and the addition of, hey, you could play, mm, what's a game, Legacy of Cain on your PS2 emulation with trophies, does that like the dust and firm and fire a little bit? Just don't think based on all this info today, I just don't think that there's any reality where that's happening. Like it's yeah. clear that Sony is focused on uh new big AAA stuff. So the thought of a subscription or any kind of retro stuff. Like to me, it's just like, yeah, they, they don't care about backwards compatibility. They did it because they had to with PS4 and that's, that's it. They shut down. They're shutting down the PS Vita store. They're shutting down the PS3 store and they just, that's, that's it. I don't know. I, at this point, I mean, I was like, had a, a shred of a maybe before, but the news today just was like, yeah, don't, don't get optim don't have any optimism about backwards compatibility on PlayStation because it's just doesn't seem like it's happening. They would much rather remake it and resell it to you. Um and if it's not worth doing that to, then forget about it. It's just <laughs> fucking dead. Yeah, because they actually in the article said they were originally making the first Uncharted, which I think could have made some sense. Was it this podcast we talked about the first we Uncharted? Or, or or was it defining Duke with we Mike? Talk- we- it was uh- Oh, it might have been with Mike. Yeah, it was where we talked about one being really rough. Mm-hmm. It didn't age well. Because that was the, the one I liked. And and it's, yeah. you know, funny enough, probably the one that's aged the worst. But I, I like the feel of it. And that was one that I think you could have gotten away with saying, hey, we're remaking this. Because everything else sure. feels all right. And then the first one with the movie and stuff. I mean, that's the thing. They, they probably had one to go with one or the other if they're going to synchronize it with some type of multimedia release that i imagine they would be doing kind of like what they did with ratchet and clank right they released the 2016 reboot and then they did the uh 
the movie alongside it. And while the movie, I don't think did, did that well, the game was great. <laughs> you know, hey, that was awesome. But yeah, we'll, we'll see what PlayStation responds with. It'll only be a matter of time. I think Xbox is, is really putting the pressure on where um, we'll see something sooner. I don't think they're going to rush anything out, by the way. That just more so means I think they feel more compelled to say, here's what we're doing when they get the chance to. Let's talk about Xbox. Speaking of that, Hideo Kojima. So this is the uh, this is the man who brought us the likes of Death Stranding, brought us Metal Gear, and typically teamed up with PlayStation. You know, the early Metal Gear days, uh, Death Stranding and Kojima Productions were all raised through the PlayStation system. And if a report from Jeff Grubb over at GamesBeat is to be believed. It seems like Kojima is setting up to publish his next game from Kojima Productions at Xbox, um, which would probably make it an Xbox exclusive. Um, other than that, the the deal has not been finalized yet, is what the report says. Um, but really not a crazy amount to go on here, but certainly worth talking about, I thought, because one of the biggest barriers for Xbox has been, of course, Japan. You know, how do we crack in there? And we're seeing little dense um i think octopath traveler first on xbox before playstation is a sign of something like that very minor but a sign of the direction that they're trying to trend in a little bit here we heard rumors that xbox was going to go get sega to use sega as like an arm to sort of leverage japanese talent but now this report's saying that hideo kojima is a key piece of leveraging that talent you get someone like kojima in your system that brings a level of confidence um that xbox is intermingling with one of the most legendary. It doesn't mean he's the best, by the way, if anyone hates Death Stranding or Metal Gear, um, but just one of the most popular Japanese developers could be a very good sign for both sides, really. Um, Cause that, you know, at the end of the day, like any creator, you know, Kojima and many others are teaming up with these companies cause they'll foot the bill, let you make your game and you'll walk away hundreds of thousands of dollars richer. And you made the thing you wanted to make and everyone's better off for it. So, if you're wondering why Kojima is going over there, it's because he's a sensible creator like most are. Um, with that out there, what do you gentlemen make of uh, this latest rumor? Not as much legs here, of course. It was one report from Jeff Grubb who seems to keep popping up in the news cycle. So we can only run with it so much here. Um, not treated as fact, but hey, let's let's discuss a little bit. What do you what do you make of Kojima to Xbox maybe? Hmm. I mean, it would be great for Xbox for sure to get that kind of grab. Um, yeah, Kojima is definitely the type of guy that he has a vision and he knows, well, maybe he doesn't know what his budget is because that was always the thing about Metal Gear Solid Five taking way too long and right. being way over budget. Um, but my thought is that, yeah, part of me thinks like, you know, Sony kind of rolled out the red carpet for him and scooped him up and kind of gave him the pick of the litter, helped him uh, with his studio using Decima and stuff like that. So part of me is like, you know, I it would be weird for him to switch over because he's kind of already, you know, they've made his his team has experience with Decima. Um, so you know that could be a possibility, but. You know, the the thing to think of, too, something different, because we talked about this on, on Sacred Symbols, but, you know, Kojima 
could this could be he could have a deal with Xbox and PlayStation for two different games. Like um That's a good point. He could now that, that he's well established and Death Stranding has come and gone, that he has multiple projects. Maybe he has one that he's directing and one that he's produce or like overseeing kind of like a more oversight maybe maybe something like that i don't know i don't know how big his team is maybe that's completely wrong but uh hmm. either way uh yeah i see i see maddie like you said kojima as being a, a suave creator willing to go uh where he needs to go to get his vision fulfilled i mean you can't help but connect the dots that with the by the way, I looked it up. It says that they have about eighty employees at Kojima Productions. So okay. I don't know if that'd be enough to double yeah. that numbers as of twenty nineteen. So right. it it more likely has increased by then, especially if he's going to be talking with other companies. Um, but anyway, um, what I was going to say is someone like Kojima, where Death Stranding didn't, as far as I know, light up the sales charts, um, and so. Part of that, I think, was attributed to the type of game it was, just you're running around delivering stuff. Um, and I think part of it was also no one knew really quite what the game was. Um, so do you think Kojima seems to be more apt to go to Xbox because of Game Pass? That I don't know. Of exposure might be necessary for his type of game. Well, I think we can connect this to the previous story that Kojima may not want to make a shooty sneaky game anymore. And we saw that with Death Stranding and the old Sony, the Sean Layden Sony was like, fuck yeah, let's make something, let's do something weird, you know? And now the new guard at Sony is like, yeah, there's, there's no fucking reality where we're making a game again. That's, you know, in the vein of a, a delivery man, uh, in a spooky ghost world. Like, <laughs> I just don't see, based on what we've read in that report, I just don't see that being the case. And so Kojima's like, he maybe pitched stuff to Sony and they were like, hmm, based on what happened before, this is just as weird or weirder. And yeah, we we don't we we don't want a game that just sells. We want a game that sells. You know, they're we've right. talked about God of War, stuff like that. Um, and last of us. So, you know, Xbox may be like, yeah, bring your, bring your weird, you know, baby chest pack shit <laughs> over here. We'll take you. Yeah. It says that, um, Hideo Kojima said in a Japanese interview with live door translated by VGC that we've absolutely crossed the line. We need to, to be in the black, including recovering development costs. So I'd call it a successful result. We still have the PC release coming up. So this was as of May 30th, 2020, and we've secured enough to begin preparing for our next project. So there's no need to worry. So, um, according to Famitsu box sales data, death stranding is sold 262,827 copies in Japan. In the U S it was the seventh best, best selling game of November, 2019 according to that MPD group. So it did well enough. Maybe that's that's where Game Pass comes in. It can do better than well enough because we've seen now with numbers throughout Riders, for example, that your game will sell because mm -hmm. Game Pass can can market your game. Um, Carrick, what do you make of, of some of these rumors that are surfacing? Nothing. <laughs> I refuse to comment on this one. Um, okay. I will okay. say 
I already commented during your podcast of Defining Duke and had to have fucking poor Dustin go through my video and cut it out. So I think right now I'm just going to shut up, not talk about some stuff. I I will say um, who owns the Konami IP or who who owns the the, um, IP for uh, Metal Gear? Konami does, right? Apparently they're licensing it out. Yeah, apparently they are. <laughs> apparently they are. Wow. Apparently, Scoop. All I'm... No, I'm not saying. I mean, I, the stars I really... are aligning. That's for God's Dude, answer. somebody else said stuff online. I, it's probably the person you're reporting on, and that was right after I talked to Dustin. I was like, dude, x And so I'm just going to let everybody handle their stuff and and see what happens but i i think with this kind of thing um i think the idea that 80 employees is wrong yeah that number is pretty old yeah and i but i agree with i agree with dustin that there's especially when you look at uh what what's his name wants to do kojima you know um i don't think kojima doesn't want to do Metal Gear for a price. But I think that if that price is like not met, if you know what, if like it wasn't financially like so interesting with a lot of freedom, um, then these other smaller games are things that I think people are forgetting that Kojima would want to do. Dude, I think it makes sense. Dude, if I can't. Go ahead, Justin. It- uh, no, I just, I don't know. You got, I don't, I had a, a Maddie uh, hype moment of creating a scenario in my head that was what if it was coordinated that uh, through this Metal Gear license, again, hypothetical, uh, that Kojima was able to go back and finish Metal Gear Solid Five, the Kojima cut with the final chapter. Ooh. Kojima cut. Boom. I don't think people really realize, though, that like when you look at money and you look at Microsoft, what Microsoft is dealing on is a level that's beyond it's if they want something, it's beyond what any anybody else can sort of identify. And that would include ideas that are so like mind bending that you'd be like, what the Mm -hmm. fuck, really? And um, by the way, I'm not saying that's what's happening. I'm just saying that I don't think people are realizing how much money's out there. Um, you guys do, because we did a podcast where you guys talked about things being overvalued. And I'm gonna tell you right now, guess who's overvalued? Kojima. Oh and yeah. they said it made twenty seven million. I was quite surprised that that was considered very good. Twenty seven million dollars for the port for the PC. I was actually quite surprised until I looked into it and started looking at the cost for that game for the port, talking about the port. And I think there's some thought processes that are going on that um, everybody's looking at Sony to respond to Microsoft, forgetting that Microsoft will continue to move forward on their own. I'll just say that. And I, and same with Nintendo. The companies aren't standing still and they're doing things differently. And if there's no money being spent in one place from one company because they've already handled the major part, that means they're doing other stuff. And I just, I think we're going to see a lot of big development. This is what I was talking about with third party. I think there's some things that people are going to be like, oh, interesting. Because there's a lot of money out there. 
there's a lot of money. I don't think people realize it's this is the last one, man. This is the gambit. Microsoft feels that this is like the time to do everything. If you guys don't understand how I know that, they're working with Apple. <laughs> it's unheard of. They, it is unheard of for them to be like, oh, you're going to pull our streaming app? Okay, well, then we're going to make a browser so we can still get on your service. People do not realize what Microsoft is doing, which is well and above as different as what Nintendo's doing. If you think about it, it's like Microsoft is doing this stuff. Sony's, but I think we would all sort of be able to guess and second guess. And Nintendo's down here doing their stuff. And um, there's going to be some really cool surprises from all of them. We'll see if see if they come to fruition. That would be, be cool a, if they do. Uh, a wild scenario if Xbox managed to extract the IP of Metal Gear, hand it to Kojima. And say, Konami's not making it. games. You know that, right? Yeah, yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. If they licensed it out and just said, hey. Konami's making fucking Pachino or whatever. I can't pronounce Pachinko. it. Pachinko. Yeah. Pachinko, thank hey, you. Pachinko. What about that Contra games? They're doing gyms. What a, they, oh, they're doing a Contra game? I'm sorry. Maybe they are doing a game. No, they did one. Uh, Contra oh. Rogue Core or something oh, like that. Oh, God. That and it was, they do Rogue Core? Was I think bad. they licensed it, the IP to some it, i don't think it was a internal... i have a question for you guys Where, when you guys were young in school did you ever have a friend or did you ever tell a friend i don't want to talk to this girl myself can you ask her if she likes me that is oh, what's yeah. occurring with multiple companies right now not just microsoft i can't focus sorry I've definitely definitely been there they liked you every time maddie you oh, just I were don't know about you, that they liked you. <laughs> But a lot of companies, that's what's happening right now because um, Sega as well. I don't think people are realizing like a Sega, you guys saw Virtual Fighter did get announced. They are yeah. doing a Virtual Fighter. But oh. when you look at the money, you're like, where's that money coming from? Well, there's reasons why Sony bought Evo. I just don't mm -hmm. think people are putting, like there's a lot of, if you sit back it's and look at the- It's a domino effect every time. It's a domino effect, but it's also, you can put your finger on stuff and say that didn't happen out of the blue. And this didn't, and that's why, and you guys know that Sega, you know, we talk about Microsoft and Sega, but look at, look at Sony and Sega guys, not only Shenmue, they were a virtual fighter staple for a while after mm -hmm. the Sega Saturn sort of stopped and the Sega Dreamcast sort of stopped virtual fighter four, I believe was only on PS2. Sony have some stuff or yeah, Sega and Sony, sorry, have some stuff that I'm sure you know, if money wants to change hands, imagine Jim Ryan looking at Sony and saying, or looking at Sega and saying, hey, there's some, there's some shit here that would be Sega sitting on IPs like a madman. So yeah. I think we're going to see a lot of that. It's going to be an awesome year, especially September. Because I have to ask you guys, do you guys think Halo's delayed? I think it gets out. I... Carrick mm, acts okay. like he knows something here, which I know that I don't want to put him on the spot. But every I time, on... I believe it's delayed. <laughs> but but go ahead. What were you gonna say? Well, that's the thing. Every time, like, because I'm you know I'm working on defining Duke, and you're like, mm, I don't know about that. I'm like, there's something going on between the lines here. Like, um, is Halo Infinite getting delayed? I feel like I will have. I think that we'll know in June. Like, ooh, that's. Oh yeah, okay. Because, right, that makes sense. There, there has to be the blowout. The blowout has to be in June at at E three. 
if if it's light on Halo stuff at E3, it's no, it's it's I'm not gonna happening. I'm going to say this: if they do a beta in June, it is being delayed. If they do a beta in June, okay, wait, say that again. If they do a beta in June, it's being delayed. Do- if they do a beta, because they're not going to drop the beta before they drop the info on the game. So it's going to come after. So if they do a beta or uh, of the multiplayer, I'm saying, of some kind, I think it's getting delayed. because Not because people are going to find really? issues. I think because Chris made a really good point when we talked about Halo of how long they had with Halo 5's multiplayer beta to implement changes, fixes, all that stuff. They yeah. had about a year they did. before mm-hmm. the, the launch of the game. To, to implement all the changes for Halo 5. If you're dropping a beta in June, I'm not saying suddenly it's June 2022, but all I'm saying is I think they don't have the time to make, especially in a pandemic, by the way. This is th- That was with normal dev circumstances. I don't think they have the time to make the proper fixes if they need to. So I'm saying if you see a beta, it's getting delayed. If you don't, that does not mean that it can't get delayed. I just think that... They, that means that they're going to get it out no matter what, and they don't want you to doubt the quality of the game. So I with think the beta, that, there's a, a transparency there that I think will lead to a delay. I think that's a good point. I think one thing that people need to remember is that, um, and this is going to sound specious, but just bear with me. Sony was going to buy or tr- attempted or was looking into spending a great deal of money on Starfield's exclusivity, right? We all remember right. that. Um, we also had multiple reports that Sony was spending a great deal of money on IPs um, or was trying to spend a great deal of money, money that Microsoft at that point had not been spending. That was another rumor. Sony did not put their pocketbook away just because Starfield didn't work out, mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. So let's say there was $200 million on the table. I'm, by the way, just guess. I'm just, like, I don't even think that's a real number. I'm just saying, um, if they don't get Starfield, do they, does Sony go, well... We'll save 100, but we'll spend 50 in two other places, three other places. Um, Sony doesn't stop. And I I just think people need to reflect that Microsoft doesn't stop. It's just that Microsoft's money is. Dude, you and I looked at their books or I was looking at the spreadsheet. It's it. Once you see it, then your brain is like, wait, what? Mm -hmm. Like you'll see people say Game Pass has to raise the prices. And it's like, does it? I mean, (laughs) does it? They don't don't need to. It's, it's so made. Mean. See, the difference is, is people forget maintenance versus creation. If, so, for example, if Sony decides tomorrow we're making a P, uh, PSN pass, they have to build the infrastructure to make a PSN pass, which costs money in and of itself. That's different than the maintenance of something. So I think these companies have a lot more money than we expect, which is goes into what you guys were saying. The prices are bloated, man. The prices, the 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 amount of money people are spending is bloated. But and and so is the asking, and I think you're going to hear some weird numbers coming out. That it doesn't surprise me. I mean, hmm. dude, look at him. Like American McGee did a Kickstarter. Do you guys know him? Yeah, you do. We talked about this, I've Alan up, yeah. or Alice. Yeah, um, Ken Levine is another one. Like disappeared, right? Yeah, if I was Microsoft, name, by the way, I'm totally right now. Let's make sure this is clear. I'm just, we're just talking. What if Microsoft? was like, hey, we want Bioshock, whatever, as an Xbox exclusive. Ken, you have the time you need. You're talking like, about dude, if you talk to Ken or he talked to 2K? If he talked to, if he talked to Ken or 2K or Ken and does a, a spiritual successor because Ken's totally allowed to do a spiritual successor. Hmm. So it's like those things can happen and those creators are worth the money right now to these companies. Microsoft is 
doing shit money-wise. That's just, it, it blows my mind, guys. Microsoft made a deal with Sony for Azure services. <laughs> like, you know that somebody's trying to do something when they actually allow their competitor onto their server network. Like, dude, I mean, do you guys think about it? Like, when you look at all these weird things, you're like, this is a crazy, unprecedented, like, console battle i don't even know if i call it battle i don't know what you guys would i don't even know if i call it battle because it's not even consoles it's not anymore. a battle Streaming. that's the thing it's, it's I, I tell people all the time it's not it's not a battle like it, it, it's almost like shit is is so far and done yeah i don't know what you would call it now like the console um expansion right like it, that would be a good way to terminate so you they could have realize a a, yeah. a high tide raises all ships and so it doesn't wow. mean that you do not need to get Halo on PlayStation, but hey, cross-play right. excites exactly. everybody. It exactly. gets everyone buying games, whatever system. And then look it's at about Square. marketing deals. Right? Look at Outriders. Yeah, How much do you guys yeah. think that cost? Oh, dude. They had to they have to be making they have to be thankful Outriders paid out the be way thankful. they did. Yeah. They, right. Yeah, <laughs> maybe 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 Square's writing the check, not yeah. getting the check. Right? Yeah, I was about to say, because they were not in a good position, I feel, after Avengers. Not that that was the single crater, but they had a I brought I brought hey, a I have final a question. Do you guys feel that PSN getting it? What do you mean? Like the Not Final Fantasy fifteen Y. It, uh, did you guys think there was something weird about Avengers magically going to PSN for free? Oh, PS the PS Play, now. It's called. PS, PS now. now. Yeah, interesting yeah, timing. They um, they um, that seemed like too quick to be directly responsive. So I think it was one of those kind of Bethesda situations where they were maybe playing both sides of the fence as a deal was being made. They you know had one hand behind their back, sort of. Um, Said, yeah. Dude, I, by and the way, your mic, your sense. mic keeps cutting out. At least on my end, maybe I'm just lagging, or is it? Is it? It's cutting for me too. Mine. Yeah, like it's like me too. Here, talking, here we go, and then it'll just. Oh, 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 oh! Kirk's oh. out. Am I back? There. You yes. Go. You'll I start po- a sentence, and what would happen is you'd be silent, and then you'd kick in. I apologize. Anyway, no, it's good. good. It's good. Oh, one quick detail about the Avengers on PlayStation Now. Uh, that's only the PS4 version. You cannot. Yeah! Which we talked about this on Sacred, and very lightly, I'll try to. From my understanding, it's because. PS Now uh, gives you the temporary, like, authorization, like the license or whatever that they can revoke. But to get a PS5 upgrade, you have to do that process where it takes you to a store and you, like, redeem the PS5 version. And then you have authorization to it. And I'm guessing that Sony is just too... They don't really know how to do it, is my best Mm -hmm. guess. Mm -hmm. Is that they're like, uh... We barely scraped together uh, PS5 upgrades to begin with. You really expect us to be able to figure out PS Now to give you the PS5 version? I mean, I don't know. Well, and Dustin, I don't know if that feeds into the conversation, but that is sort of what I'm saying is that goes towards if there's a counter-strike for Game Pass, Sony has to make it and figure it out. There's nothing wrong with that. It took Xbox three generations to get get xbox live working remember it was on the original xbox it wasn't perfect so it, I mean, it takes a long time obviously they'll be way faster but i'm just saying that yeah those kind of things they take time and maybe sony's having issues i hope they i hope jim's focus is on getting that fixed though because those are weird well like soul storm 
Am I going crazy or is that PS5 only? No, it's it was, but it's it's on PS4, but you do not get the PS4 version for free from PlayStation. I got to tell you guys, it's got to that's got to stop. Sony, that of all the things Jim I, w- I wish he was listening, of all the things Jim's got to do, he's got to knock that shit off where any you have to ignore show. Jim, Jim. It can't you can't do that. It can't. It has to be like if you buy the PS4 version, PS5's free. If you buy PS5, PS4 version's free. It just has to happen. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's one part where both companies need to do it from now on. That's just consumer, not even friendly. That's like you paid the, the expectation. Like, yeah, yeah, dude. If Android, admittedly, when Android updates a ton, sometimes your older stuff. But come on, it takes five versions of Android for that to happen. Yeah. I mean, we're getting to the point now where this this needs to occur. But like Dustin said, if he's canceling PS3 stores and shit, then who knows what what he's smoking. Ooh, CBD and pot is now legal in many more states. Maybe Jim's puffing and puffing and not passing the bong. I'm oh, just he's joking. Just, he's just sitting in I'm the sure somebody's going to get like... mad. <laughs> 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 Jim's just like, he's just restful. He's actually got plans, but he's just laid back. Everybody else is stressed. Phil Spencer's pulling his fucking nice weave out. And Jim's just like, just wait. I got to He's like, <laughs> Just let Naughty Dog take care of it. <laughs> yeah, oh, God. Hey, Naughty Dog's got an extra person. They can remake something, right? <laughs> We've gone I, off I, I the tail. Like, uh, I apologize, picture, everybody. Picture that was funny, back, though. Kind of like this, and you just see him looking out like a giant window. And you just oh, see, like, no. The, uh, the, the ME3, oh, the, yeah, the uh, exclusive man. Or the elusive man. Yeah, What's yeah, his name? yes, yes. Martin yeah, the man. That'd be awesome. Mar- <laughs> it just it cuts to Jim. He's just not even looking. Not even at the camera. Just doesn't give a fuck. He's just like... <sighs> Yeah, we got plans, baby. <laughs> Dude. Uh, yeah, Jim, Jim's got some elusive man energy. That guy had the smokiest, I think it was a cigar. Like, he had the smokiest cigar of all time. Like, he'd just be sitting he still. Yep. He he would not smoke it at all, and that shit would just be like... It's like, like a video game room. where the the shaders <laughs> fucked up, and it's just staying there. Yeah, no. I mean, all this stuff is exciting. That's why I'm excited for it. Like, people yeah. need to people need to know a, a lot of money is being spent, and it's going to be... It's gonna be fun. This fall is gonna be really fun, man. Dude, that's really what I'm saying. Fun. It's a good. It's a good time for both parties. You know, that's it that's is. What we want. It's it a, is exactly it's, what we want. Except for Nintendo. Fuck off, Nintendo. Everybody else, yeah, though. This fall, you're getting time. two re-releases from Nintendo. Boom. Oh, sorry, we've gone so far off. Yeah. Now I'm just jiving. Kojima. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> it all started with Kojima. Yeah, sorry. It's just like one of his stories. Ooh, moving on. All right. Oh, <laughs> let's wow. talk about Death Loop. Uh, Deathloop got delayed to September 14th, 2021. Originally PS, originally still is uh, PlayStation five <laughs> exclusive. That's a rumor right there. You just bombed it. <laughs> originally. Was I still just believe four. that Xbox is going to pull a fast one and put them on game pass PC day one, because it is releasing on PC. It's just console exclusive. I think Xbox is going to find a way to get that on PC game pass and be like, you can get it here if you want it. <laughs> we'll see. That's just a little conspiracy theory. Uh, any hype for Deathloop in this little call that we're in here? Anyone looking forward to Deathloop? It gives us some breathing room as reviewers in May, by the way. That's the good sign for us internally. Now we get a little more time to focus on these other other products. But as gamers, Deathloop, checking the temperature. Where are we at? Hot or not? Mm, not really much. Dustin? I'm in a stasis feeling yeah. of just being wow. like 
Yep. That's a that's aggressively aggressively Blase. okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, we're I the ins- beige of game like, podcasts. We're like, <laughs> well, I'm excited like, to play. I love our You're just in stasis. Right. I'm excited, and they keep showing clips that look cool. I still don't really get it, but I'm gonna play it when it comes out. Take mm-hmm. your time. It'll be here when it's here. Don't forget to put your picture. I of the agree with that quote for every game that gets delayed. You know what I'm talking about. Every time it happens. Yeah, where it's like a good game is delayed or forever a good game bad. can be delayed, a bad uh, game yeah. forever. Yeah, I'm yeah. just like, come on. Like, no Man's Sky proved that, by the way. I know people <laughs> think it doesn't, but No Man's Sky proved that while it is a good game now, number one, it's not what they said. Number two, it'll never capture what it could have. Imagine day one, guys, if No Man's Sky did what it does now. Yeah. It'd Sorry be crazy. I'm clicking. I'm, I'm putting the case on my sushi I had earlier. It's quite good. California sushi? Rolls. You don't like sushi? I don't like any seafood. You know that. Come on, man. Dude, well, we're lovers. Why I know, can't but you I'm remember s- anything about anything I say? What? I just I feel I unloved. Do. Yeah, why don't you fucking remember, Maddie? You're a bad Hold friend. On. Here's the thing. I should have I should have reposed my, my retort because I had California rolls, <laughs> an imitation crab. It's not technically real. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. It's so. a fish that pretends to be a crab. I think it's tuna, right? Isn't imitation crab tuna? Is it? I don't know. I just took the word at face value. I may have sounded like a fucking idiot there. Let's see. No, imitation crabs fish of some kind, for sure. Oh, oh my God. What is imitation? (laughs) (laughs) This is the greatest day ever. Maddie's fucking allergic to tuna or something. He's like, I'll get some imitation crab. (laughs) He's like, "Uh uh-oh. What is imitation crab meat made of? Business Insider, the perfect place to go to. Uh... That stuff in your store-bought California roll might look like crab, but it's probably an imposter called imitation crab. It's a less expensive version of the real thing, but when it comes to nutrition, there's no competition. Real crab is what you want. Oh, no. That's not good. Well, that was a uh, terrible explanation. Yeah, this what is, the worst is this? website ever. Listen, here's the thing. The main crab... ingredient is fish paste called surimi. Surimi is often made from pollock fish with fillers and yeah. flavoring like starch, sugar, egg whites, and My dad flavoring. owned a fish plant. We used to make it. Maddie's like, oh, Five Guys is going to kill you, but I'm going to eat this weird crab paste. Right. And it's crab paste. fine. Fuck you, Maddie. Get Hold out on. of here. Hold Get on. out of here. Hold on. What's it made? I want a more detailed description than Business Insider's take on healthline.com yeah whose business insider to say about imitation crap i need to defend myself (laughs) all right here's a little more detailed write-up imitation crab is made from surimi fish flesh that has been deboned washed to remove fat and unwanted bits then minced into paste this paste is blended Mm. with other ingredients before being heated and pressed into shapes that mimic crab meat (laughs) fuck dude and they're dyed red, so they have that little red that the crab meat has when you break a crab crab leg. Guys, well, I imitation gotta... crab is made from seafood. It generally contains no crab other than a tiny amount of crab extract that is sometimes added for flavoring. What so the it... fuck is crab extract? Is this like a yeah, witch you know that's it like, yeah, it boils down ever, some crab? You guys ever eaten a crab? You ever eaten a crab? Oh, of course. It's when the you... biggest fight of your life, man. You got to fucking okay. wrestle with your food. When that you break sucks. open a crab, do you know what the yellow gunk is? Crab extract. Where do you That's what you're eating. When you open it up, there's a there's basically a lube. It's a yellowish gunk that you see on the underside of the yep. yep. Dude, trust me, I was there when this stuff was made. Like my dad owned a fish plant. 
Like you just ate crab loop. Dude. I'm just saying you're fine. Probably fine. You may die, but you Wait, ate crab. It... You ate crab spooge. We're just gonna get it worse and worse until finally crab spooge. Whoa, guys! I ate Twelve pieces uh... of crab spooge. Sometimes <laughs> it happens, dude. Fuck. Here's the thing. I got a hot take about crab. Okay, because I find it. First of all, the I'm not into it. Feet. Here's the thing. This people when they when I see people and they eat crab or lobster or whatever, all it is is a vehicle. For Americans to eat butter. Do you oh, know yeah, how much fucking butter Oyster. is going on? Dude, it's Oyster's just the same way. Just, just drink gross. the fucking butter. Okay. Yeah. Just drink no, the I agree fucking dude, butter. I, I can I can feel the comments. You ever right seen now anybody like, eat an oyster? You ever seen anybody eat an oyster? A lot of times some people just do that, but a lot of times people will butter them to the point to where it's not even oyster, it's just butter and sand. Because half the time oysters still got sand in them, even if you take care of them. This is nasty. Seafood's gross. And you're eating lice of the sea, the pubic lice of the sea. That's Dude, what crab is. We got to stop eating seafood because we just, we barely even know anything about the ocean. We, we should, we got to stop fucking with Leave the ocean. Leave it alone. Exactly. Leave the ocean alone. Enough, you know? And that's the thing. People are out here eating squid and octopus. Those fuckers are smart. You know There's how they get out like of the seafood. It's yeah. Like, no, I've seen it with the opening the. Dude, opening like, uh, you know, bottles and shit to get out. Yeah, it's crazy. These fuckers are going to fight back and then they're going to. Oh, dude, Cthulhu's real. You can't tell me that it's not some mammalian memory that we have where Cthulhu came out of the water and fucking, you know, gutted a couple mammals that were our DNA ancestors. It's going to happen. It'll be that time where we're all sitting back and then CNN will be like, breaking news, fucking Cthulhu. All the squids (laughs) just walking up the edge of the beach. It's like, well, uh, fucking Cthulhu. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Standing out on the beaches, one flashes <laughs> onto his face. Yeah. People are going to be like, what happened? These guys. Yeah. I mean, I podcast. guess it's this is what mine was like. I guess it's in sync with Deathloop because it's set on the Black Reef, which is kind of like a, a set of islands. So seafood. That was, a, that was be... a weak connector, man. I had to. I, I, I was a weak connector. High effort, though, because I, I Googled the setting for Deathloop. <laughs> It says the game setting of Black Reef is based on the Faroe Islands. Fuck yeah. Um, I feel bad for a lot of YouTubers. I was helping a guy, and he was making a video about that game while it got delayed. Oof. Yeah, I, the, the, the scene on this game is, is fucking dead. It's weird, man. Like people, like people, I was shocked to see Game Informer go, we're doing exclusive coverage, because obviously they, they pay for something like that. They're, or maybe Bethesda would pay them. But I'm shocked at that nonetheless because the game's making zero noise. Like, it's not generating traffic anywhere. And it's interesting because it's a more fast-paced arcane-style game. And Mm -hmm. it's like, if that's not going to work, and then Prey didn't work, and Dishonored ended up falling off after the first entry, what is going to work for this team that's going to get them on the map with a really popular title? You know, they're known in the core circle, and I think Prey got a nice little resurgence from Game Pass and the FPS mm-hmm. post, but, but man, I don't, I don't know. I'm just a little worried for Arcane. I can't help but worry because their games are not generating the heat they deserve. <sighs> I'm sad about my, my sushi. I can't believe I didn't know that. So, so that's actually Maddie, you're going to die fish. now. It's real fish, but it's made out of fish paste. Deboned fish. Dude, I will. That's gross. You ever had spam? No. Okay. I mean, a hot dog is kind of the same thing. I will always remember I was at a New York Rangers game, 
and it was one of the last times I had a hot dog. Probably the last time. Sitting in the stands, it's a playoff game, intermission, so we're just sitting there in our seats, and I take a bite of this hot dog. This has never, ever, Uh ever happened with me with food in my entire life. I bite. You swallow your food. It immediately came back up. Immediately. My body said, fuck you. What is this? And kicked it up. I didn't puke it on the floor. Worst part of it was it was in my mouth. And I'm just like, that didn't go down. That did not fucking go down. That hot dog crawled back up my throat into my mouth. Wow. Yeah, dude. Was there something wrong with the hot dog or were you just, Oh, you mean you just ate the hot dog? Yeah. I'm not, now I'm not getting it. You just ate the hot dog and that happened. I took a bite of the hot dog. Chew, chew, chew a little bit swallowed. And then my throat kicked it back up. I'm not even kidding. It came back up for no reason. Like you didn't find a fingernail in it or anything. No, no, no. It just, I think it was like very greasy or oily or heavy kind of tasting. And it just came back up and I was sitting there with like, the food I just swallowed back in my mouth, and I'm just like, dude, the, the, like, what do I do? Do I just, what do I do? Like, I, I, I've do never you, felt so Do lost. you re-swallow the, the food? Do yeah, you, like, clearly do you spit my body it out in like front that. of everybody just... at the at the Rangers game. I mean, <laughs> I had a cup next to me, so you know, I just went like, you know, I'm gonna drink this, and then <laughs> it's just shot away. So my wife, I'm a, I'm not allergic to ginger, but I hate it. You know, like, like actual like vegetable ginger that big shit yeah my wife first date man she she made me a big dinner she's chinese she made me a big dinner and i took a bite of what i thought was a uh water cucumber is that what they're called i think it's a water cucumber which i really like and it was ginger and it was one of those things where you're like (laughs) (laughs) i was just like what do i do she knew me i was like oh my god is this ginger she's like yeah why i was like it's fucking we got McDonald's. That's how you know you I'm a romantic. McDonald's. We got McDonald's. We left. Wrong yeah. with that? That's it good. happens. It happens, yeah. man. Oh, you were in a public I, restaurant. You started heaving no, it up we, and then left and got McDonald's? No, she made me dinner, dude. First date. She made me dinner at her house. <laughs> well, you said yeah, we she left. Made me, okay. Yeah, I didn't smell it. I don't know how. I th- Maybe ginger doesn't have a smell. I don't know about you guys, but I don't like ginger at all. Got it's right got a here. weird. Hold on. Do you? you know. Oh, yeah, of course. Because it's with it's going to be with the, with the fake... Yeah. The fake I'll let, I'll let you know. Yeah. Let's yeah. See. Tell me Dude. if you. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just. It made me think of. Uh, I was trying to find the quote from. Uh, have you seen the movie Wayne's World? It's like. Oh yeah. Uh, if you spew and she bolts, and it was never meant to be. Yeah, it was never meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... Yeah. Wait, what does the... it have? It's ginger, but it looks like a slab oh. of it from the street side, man. <laughs> what does your ginger wow. look like? <laughs> Uh, this off. was more of a like a piece inside of food. I I couldn't tell you exactly. It's not a it like. like if you hang it out here, I'm gonna hang it like this in the. Hey, car. eat it, eat it, eat it, Ew, eat, yeah, it. No, eat it, ginger, eat it, eat it. I tell eat me it what. Tell me show. if you like it. Eat it on the show. Go eat it. Right, You're it. the one who pulled don't, it out. No, don't take a fucking piece. I, oh, yeah, you want me to chew the entire thing? Now hold yeah, on. Go this has got some wasabi on it. Hold on. Need a little. Here we go with this. What do you think? And he ate it. Pretty okay? Oh. Yeah. Pretty, uh, it's horseradishy, right? Oh, wow. We're getting oh, a... Rejected. Not not <laughs> for you, huh? Not for you. Uh, Man, he's dying. Like, it tasted like nothing, and then it just fucking and attacked my taste buds. it attacks it... you. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Mm. Dude, mm. We need to Maddie run just... our own uh, food show. 
Anyway, sorry. Oh, what were you saying? Project. What if Maddie just projectile vomited <laughs> on the show? That would be. That would have just been a legendary. Ham. It had to have been published. <laughs> I mean, we could put a little disclaimer. Oh yeah, like weak stomach. Yeah, we would put a disclaimer. Oh, where no, the I'm sure there's bar like, is over the puke. Just, I'm sure there's someone who's just like attacking their keyboard because they hear a little from my mouth as I chew it. Oh away. God, right? <laughs> yeah, like, man, dude, that. that's do that's not it. eat on like you know Mike, man, dude. That is. That I, is I used to. Back in the old, 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 old days on my old channels, I remember one time I did a commentary over Call of Duty, and I had pizza, <laughs> and I was literally talking on, oh, yeah, so I was chewing, I was eating Thank the whole way through it, bro. I was like, yeah, pizza's really good. You know, just, I'm not even kidding, man. <laughs> I remember I was playing Black Ops s and I was just like, yep, this is what I'm going to do. Did wow. people shit? I don't know. I, this was like back when YouTube, what did they have before the like and dislike? They had uh, five stars. So oh, I don't wow, what... that's old. Yeah, yeah I don't old. remember what it was. Yeah. Dude, that's, yeah, that was, that was Call of Duty. I was, that was like my second or th- first YouTube channel. I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. I was just, back was then, just away. there wasn't things cultivated. You prop, it might not have been a thing. No, they're definitely, you know, it's not how it is now where people have like the nice yeah. setups and nice mics, like these right. mics here. Dude, I talked into a, a Logitech USB mic that literally looked like a fucking stick coming out of it it was just this skinny thing and you just talking to it. it sounds like a trash can dude i remember the first review i ever did which is private now i i i privated all my <laughs> old, old stuff for many reasons but i uh it's like i recorded my it was a one of the last crt tvs i like recorded with like a digital camera and i'm like hey guys um this is a review of Battlefield 1943, and uh, it's a pretty cool oh game. Uh, let's just let's hop into a game real quick, and uh, yeah, this is seriously t- like five ten minutes of this. I was like, wow. <laughs> I mean, dude, it's I great. Fucking, uh, I used to do skate bail videos, like oh. doing doing crazy bails on skate. But you would see like I recorded for my TV. I remember my setup. I had a you know what like snack tables are like those foldable tables that oh yeah. 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 So I'd have that set up in the middle of my bedroom and I stacked books, DVDs, everything. And then my camcorder had like a, a, a thing that came out like the, the preview screen. And so I'd set it up where one set of books was a little bit higher. So it would sort of stand up on its own. And then the menu preview would rest on the second set of books, almost like a, a T um, creating like a right angle. And I'd record directly onto my TV. Um, and that's how I always had it set up. And I just record skate bales. You know, and and do crazy stuff, and then mash it all together with like some type of old, late two thousand uh, or early two thousands rock. Just, Hell yeah! Uh, out it went to the internet. Wish I still had those videos. I don't know what happened to them. So yeah, Death Loop got delayed. Let's move on. Resident Evil Village showcase for April fifteenth, and there's even been a new demo found on the PSN store. Continue. I'll be right back. Dustin, it's all you because I I was hoping more people would have something to say about this because I don't know. I'm, I'm just like, I'm looking forward to the game. I loved Resident Evil 7, but I'm looking forward to it as a survival horror game. And I feel like all the conversation is on how this woman can step on people. Yeah. And I have no problem with people's kinks. I want people to get that nice and early here. It's just that I want to talk about and see... Things that have nothing to do with the main antagonist being sexy. I wanna, I wanna see 
you know, the survival mechanics, the world, the scares. And honestly, the more I think about it, I'm like, yeah, I'd rather just go in blind at this point. It's it's a survival horror game, knowing certain things. Um, that level of discovery is important. So, you know, that demo is going to be uh, pretty interesting. I'm imagining it's going to drop in sync with the um, with the uh, with the showcase, kind of like they did last time. But where are you at, Mister Dustin, with your Resident Evil Eight emotions? Yeah, over the joke for sure. Like it's funny. It's it's. I thought it was yeah. funny, but I'm. I'm over it. I mean, the joke is probably good for them. It's free marketing. Every time someone makes a meme, uh, you know, that's why Capcom is leaning into it. That's why they addressed how tall she is. That's why they sent out those standees that have the real life height. I mean, they're like, they know they get it. And so, I mean, Hey, seize the opportunity. Good for them. I'm over it. That's fine. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. I don't know. I, uh, I probably, I mean, if there's like a new trailer, I probably will not watch it. Um, and if there's a new demo, I don't even know if I'll play it because it's so soon. I know I'm going to play it. I don't need to be convinced on a demo. Um, I'm just going to buy it and play it at this point because I really, really liked uh, the last Resident Evil. Resident Evil 6. Wait. 7. 7. Wow. Oh, 6. 6 not is six. the bad I never, one, I never Dustin. played 6. Um, but yeah, Resident Evil Seven was fucking awesome. So I'm very excited for eight, and that's I yeah. mean that's a simple answer, but that's where I'm no, at. but that's exactly where I stand too. I I've been excited to play more of this. I'm a big survival horror uh, fan. Survival so, horror. Yeah, so it sounded am, like you I, said for a second, survival horror. Well, because what happened was I was switching tabs on my phone, <laughs> looking for the podcast questions because I realized, oh, wait, Dustin did a solo show. I meant to thank you for that at the beginning. Oh, of this, so no. I'm say it now. Thank you for doing that. But hey, I did and, like three things at once. So I went survival horror. Yeah. And also, hey, no, it was my pleasure to do that solo show. And thank you to the audience who had very oh, yeah. nice things to say, mm-hmm. which I appreciated. Yeah. People were, um, were big on a little solo, Dustin, yeah. which is good. I think that's very good that, that uh, I was not unsure of your ability to perform, but I was unsure of how would people respond if on my channel you saw a video that literally was not me. Even if it's the podcast, it was literally not right. me. So it was very nice to see that the podcast has really been established after 300 episodes almost now as something that is about the hosts, not just me. So that made right. me very happy to see. Um, yeah, it was, it was fun. Carrick. Resident Evil 8, a demo, uh, any emotions? Are, are are you experiencing anything? Horniness, maybe, because of the um, Lady Dimitrescu? No. no? No, man, that shit's creepy. But did you guys see the awesome <laughs> uh, the awesome cosplay by the Russian basketball player? She's 7'4". And she did, she was a, co- she's a cosplayer. And so she cl- cosplayed, even though she's two feet shorter, supposedly, than that lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, she did a great cosplay of her. It was really cool. No, I'm I'm excited. Um, I think they're doing the thing on Thursday, right? Isn't that the, isn't that the, the time frame for the, the show? Fifteenth. Yeah. What is that? Oh yeah, and uh, the demo. So, do we know that's a demo for everybody, or is that like a demo? Like, is that just I mean, PSN store? So yeah, it, it's it's that's the the leak, so to say. What do you so. guys? So they already did one demo, right? Didn't they do a demo where you can walk around? Yeah, it was just a walking demo for mm-hmm. the atmosphere and stuff um i forgot it had a code name for it but i never wonder what this will be it. i'm imagining I'm this will be a little snipper. snippet a little playable demo like actually gunplay and all that stuff 
So do we know if this is going to be the Resident Evil 7 style of slightly westernized, which is what I liked a little bit more about like as in first 7, or do we know, is, is it going to be more of the Japanese style Resident Evil? Do we have any, has there been any inkling of sort of which Resident Evil this is going to lean towards? That's what I was saying to Dustin is I don't oh, sorry. really, no, 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 I didn't, I shouldn't say that. I didn't specifically bring that up, but more so my indication was I don't know a lot about this game because a lot of the conversations about the, the lady and yeah, right. It's, it's, I mean, it's smart of them. They lean into that for marketing. Why talk about the game when, when the lady's going to sell it? Lady Dimitrescu, I think is how you say her yeah. name. And so I don't know. I know it's going to be first person, just like seven. So I imagine it's going to be leaning into that a little bit more and, is that what you're talking about more so like a third person would be more Japanese style? Well, the the original rumor, if you guys remember, was that seven was not Resident Evil, which is right. why we only right. And I felt that to be brutally honest, I sort of liked seven more than the others. I I, I was OK with the slight. OK, so what I was wondering is, is this leaning more towards the Euro American style Resident Evil with a little less of the whatever that you get with uh, with the other resident evils or is it more towards the typical you know japanese style because every mythology is slightly different depending on the nationality and stuff and i've always felt the original resident evils sometimes went a little too monsterish there was something about them that just didn't work where i sort of like the ghostly weird old lady and and the and the polter the haunted house was handled even differently i felt in seven than haunted house was I... let's say in two Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the thing is that was really what? neat about Seven was the very self-contained feeling of it all, yeah. right? You're in a house and a couple of side areas surrounding this house. And right. and then so, it only Resident Evil later, right? Isn't that what you yeah. felt? Is it only actually like hit Resident Evil? Boat, it feels like Resident Evil. Yeah. yeah. And that's when you're way away from the house. Um, I wonder if because I, I think it takes place in like a castle town. I feel like mm-hmm. that's more in line with a you know, kind of like Resident Evil 2 remake where you were in like, I think it was a police station that was formerly an art museum, sort of that um, artistic sort of feeling that, that, cause if it's like more medieval, I'd imagine like, let's say it is Castletown. I imagine it'd be medieval inspired in some way, shape or form, more puzzles, more crafty, hidden oh, packed ways. So I yeah, that's what I'm trying to, I'm poorly explaining it, but what I think it's going to be more in line with traditional stuff Probably because it was concepted as a Resident Evil game. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's going to be the difference. It's going to feel more Resident Evil-y because it was probably from the start a Resident Evil game. I wish I could forget few games and Resident Evil and Alan Wake are two of them. Seven was good, man. I apologize. And play them again is what I mean. Dude, Xbox, make FPS boost work on Alan Wake. Yeah. Yeah, no I mean, I know it's on PC, but it would just be so convenient to just... You yeah. know, I'd like that. Make Alan Wake. What would it be? Two. Two? Yeah, because there's Apparently the two, dem- happening, the but... two DLT. Is it worth yeah. playing American Nightmare? Is that a good game? I think so. I have no, I don't even know that conversation, Dustin, because it's brought up to me all the time as an Alan Wake fan. Like, I played it and was like, yeah, it's Alan Wake. I mean, it may not be as strong as the main game, but I f- for sure felt it was worth playing. I'll I never played that. it. I don't even know anything about it. I, I just played, played it. The it's a full that's one nice thing about the dlc is it's it's sizable it is not like it's more like uh it's it's more like a three-fourths game 
instead of you know sometimes dlc feels like a quarter of something this feels a little bit yeah. more towards the three-fourths of something back in the good old days mm -hmm. yeah for sure the shivering isles days mm -hmm. all right with that let's move into our patron questions so i had to do a little organizing here because i realized um when dustin did all the questions for himself that i had to find when his show stopped and then uh, when ours would begin, which would be on April 5th. So we begin with King Kallig. And by the way, if I read any of these and they sound familiar, Dustin, just stop me. But I think this should be good. Hey, good evening, guys. A small greeting from me. I'm a new patron, though I have been watching the podcast for about a year now. I know that y'all, especially Maddie, have talked extensively about the problems with choice and consequence in the RPG genre. So I was wondering what kind of choice and consequence scenarios or types of choice and consequence you guys would like to see in, let's say, the next Dragon Age, Mass Effect, and Elder Scrolls games. Oh, yeah. Hope you have a dreadfully dull day full of nothing remotely interesting. <laughs> so... I think we should broaden this a little bit because I know that's a more Maddie skewed question. And also because I don't know if we can talk hypothetically on potential choice and consequence with something we don't know much about. So first of all, I would say with this line of questioning is um, <clears throat> what is the type of choice and cons consequence scenario that would spark you? Is it a moral dilemma where you're, you're in the gray, no matter what you do, um, you're not going to win. Is it about the power, the reputation meters that some games boast kind of like a vampire where you have the district meters or a fought in New Vegas where you have reputation per factions. What kind of choice of consequence, uh, excites you when you have that power to be like, all right, I'm going to do a thing and there's going to be a reaction to it. I need it to shut off part of the game as in, I want it so that it locks off a part of the game. If I do something, I'm the same. If I choose so. to be I yeah. choose to be a bad guy. I'm going to be a fucking bad guy. And I don't want any of this pussified, we can have it both ways type of thing. No. I want it where it's like, no, you lost. Uh, Jade Empire did a great job if you flood the village and the, kill the children, which, by the way, I did all the time because that's the way you should do it as a bad guy. <laughs> then you can't, go, you can't go in there. You can't do some of the quests. I think that's good. Fallout Vegas did that. I think 4 didn't do it as much. 4 didn't um, do it as much, no. I also believe that Prey is probably one of the best physical reminders of gameplay changing if you make a choice, and I would like to see more of that. I think mm -hmm. Prey at the end, depending on how you played and I played, we had different experiences because we chose slightly different, you know, do you embrace the Typhoon or the... Is it Typhoon and robot? Or is it Typhoon and just, or just human side? I think it's like Typhoon and game. human, like just your yeah. standard abilities. But, dude, I embraced the Typhoon, and now my good guy shit I set up hated me and i was like mm -hmm. that is incredible like that is awesome the stuff i did and the the plans i made are now actively against me so i those are the two things i'd want dustin what about you you're thinking very hard on this i'm trying to find the question so i can read it again i thought he froze he was no, so I, still he's I like i can't even comprehend the question <laughs> because i mean I mean, it's, uh, April fifth, twenty one. King Kallig. Oh, I'm way. Oh, I'm way on the wrong, wrong section here. Okay, wait. April. Oh, okay. Um, choice and because I don't have much more to add because I'm very much in line with how Carrick views it. You know, the the removal of something, the losing of something. Don't like. I always tell mm. developers in videos like, don't be afraid to have me miss something. 
because that's mm-hmm. when yeah. there's an actual consequence because you have missed a thing. Yeah. Disco Elysium, by the way, did that. Yeah, I'm sure. I, I believe that. I'm excited to play that soon. Right. Yeah, well, it's... That, that makes sense to me. Um, what kind of choice and consequence scenarios would you guys like to see? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just... I'm going to say I agree with you guys on that. That's fair. It's pretty hard to go against that answer, I think. Yeah. I want less. I want more open. Mm. Uh, I, I want more verbal acknowledgements and less game changing. <laughs> uh, Kirk, Chad, and our are next right. And howdy, lads. I'm back from some time away due to financial troubles, but I'm in good footing now, and I'm glad to be supporting the show again. Welcome, Kirk. Thank you so much. Question one. After the PSN store news, I went ahead and got myself a Vita. I'm playing through Persona 3 Portable as I adore the series, but I haven't played as FemC yet. Also playing Golden Abyss as a diehard and Uncharted fan too. Now, which other games would you recommend for Vita? I played Persona 4 Golden last year on Steam and plan to play on Vita. I'm playing. I'm planning on playing the Danganronpa series too. I've been looking for some JRPGs that may have went under the radar or just great Vita games in general. I'm thinking about the East games um, that are available on Vita. Do you have any? Or do any of you top blokes? Have any experience with this series? If so, are they worth playing, or should I plump them for PS5 instead? What say mm. you guys? I only listed a few games that I have slash want to play, so I'm not sure uh, on the console catalog yet. And then two, Dustin did a great job of the solo show. Can we just boot Carrick and Maddie out the show? Thanks. Sorry if this was too paragraphy. No, it's okay, Carrick. Oh. Or Carrick. <laughs> Kirk. I wish that was Carrick. Um, Dustin, you you fired up your Vita um, just yeah. for Kirk. I'm firing it up digging. to remember, uh, you know, because I have all my list of games here of games that I loved on Vita. Um, some of these are available on others, but let's see. Rogue Legacy, I spent a ton of time on Vita. Shovel Knight, I played a lot on Vita. Uh, if you like great. more visual novel, Danganronpa type stuff, the Zero Escape games, very good. Uh, Severed, which also available on iPhone, but come on, don't play it on that. Play it on Vita. Mm-hmm. What else we got here? Uh, dude, Hotline Miami, of course, was a great one to play on Vita. The first Super, one, not the second one. Yeah, Super Meat Boy, very good. Um, oh, and of course, we'll end it off with a wild card here. I mean, he already mentioned Dang and Rapa, so we'll, I'll leave that. But uh, Persona Dancing Games, don't play yes. them on PS4. Play them on Vita. Yeah. Hmm. Just know that you can't physically buy five or three dancing. You can only no. download them digitally. Yeah. Which sucks. I wish that would get a limited run, but maybe one day. Um, about the East series, I played Memories of Celsetta. That was pretty good. Nice action beat him up. Um, I know that that series has only gotten better and been reviewing better each time. Like Monster Knox, I think it's called. The newest one reviewed really well. I think that's only on PS4. And then, um, uh, what is it? Lacrimosa of Dana, the eighth East game, did really well too. And that's on Vita. So you can try that out. I have that, but it's still sealed. Uh, Freedom Wars is one I'd throw out there. Monster Hunter style game where you're 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 killing monsters and um, whittling away your prison sentence, which I thought was pretty cool. So you, you start off with this huge number. And as you complete more missions, your sentence goes down. Uh, Gundam Breaker 3, pretty cool game. Mechs, beat them up, Musou style combat. Not the best frame rate. And um I'm trying to think if there's anything Dustin didn't mention that was pretty good there. That's all I've got. And I think you've you've got some of the major 
major heavy hitters for the Vita right now. And if you want to tap in again later on, we'll organize another list. But right now, with all of those combined, you should have plenty to go play. RS Handle is up next, or R Shandle. Not sure. You can clarify. Which May game release are you mo most hyped about and why? I've pre-ordered Mass Effect Legendary Edition, Biomune, and Deathloop before realizing they all came out within a few weeks of each other. Well, now you know what Not happened anymore. to Deathloop. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to Mass Effect, but I think I'm most hyped by Deathloop and the logic, <laughs> and logic puzzle concept of having to study the target movements and activities throughout the day. Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh. Just I like how we, like in the middle, we're like, oh, he's going to have to wait. And then he's like, oh, this yeah. is the one I'm also most hyped for. It's like, well... That fucking sucks. Um, what about what about you, fellas? Uh, we could throw Resident Evil in there as well. That's coming out in May, um, and sub out Deathloop. What of those three, or if, if any, are you most looking forward to? Or is there something that I'm forgetting to mention here in May? Mm. Resident for Evil, May then. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. For May, uh, it's Resident Evil, but it's hard because directly before, like at the end of April. Actually, wait. Holy shit. Near Replicant is way, is way sooner than I remembered. That's like not that. That's like 15 days not next now. weekend, but the weekend after on yeah, Friday. It's going to be amazing. That's, that's the game I'm most excited for currently. But yeah, for May, let's, we'll go with Resident Evil. I'm going with Mass Effect for obvious reasons. <laughs> like That game looks amazing. I cannot wait to play that shit. I'm so, so excited to go back. I would pick, honestly, Biomutant, though. If I if I if I wanted to wipe away like, hey, I've experienced this before, I would pick Biomute, not even out of excitement, just that's a really new idea. Like open world, kung fu, post-apocalyptic, animals, mutations. It sounds really different. It could turn into a complete train wreck. That's kind of what's interesting about it all. Um but yeah, for me, Mass Effect Legendary Edition for reasons I don't think I even need to explain. I Dude, I I played Biomean at PAX in 2020, and it Did was you? it was fun. Really? Okay, uh, that's I don't incredible. I don't know if it's going to be great, but I had a very fun time playing it. This just in, Dustin film. says it's great for sure. Yes, <laughs> ten out of ten. Buy it. <laughs> yeah, Pre-order now. Right. <laughs> All right, let's keep moving on. Sir Kaz, hey again, ham lads. I want to know for each of you. Who would you personal? Uh, who would be the personality or executive in the industry you'd like to interview most? Perhaps someone you haven't interacted with personally before. As always, hope you all have a below average day. Thank you, Sir Kaz. Love this Duke crossover. Appreciate those of you who listen to both. Um, what? What? Who, who do you want to talk to? Who do you want to have a nice long conversation with and and get that information and that talk out on air to the wider public? Shall I go first? Go for it. Oh, yeah. Go ahead if you've got one because I don't really have one. I go back and forth, but I, I think I would still settle on Todd Howard, of course. I Because um, we've talked about doing that in the past, so it's kind of like one of those things where I believe that will eventually happen. I don't know to what extent, but um, he's an easy interview. He's, or he's easy to talk to, so it would be an easy interview. Um, where someone like Phil Spencer... As much as I'd like to talk to him, a lot of what he says sometimes like drips in a blending of like transparent, not transparency, but he gets it, but he's still going to talk to you in a corporate manner. Kind of like you're the yeah. nerd hitting on the very hot chick, right? I think it's a little caricism here. You know, she she's being nice to you and kind of putting you away, talking to you in a particular manner, but she's not being yeah. an, an ass about it. Um, 
kind of reminds me a little bit of that relationship where I would like to talk to Phil about things happening with Xbox. But for me, I think Todd Howard would be the, um, the one I'd like to talk to, especially cause he's really open. It's, you know, that's the thing. I don't like to get the PR bullshit. When you answer someone, I want, you know, the, give me the sauce, right? Juice my channel up a little bit. Give me the info. Juice my channel up. Juice Whoa. my channel up. Wow. Wow. Is that, is that a, it sounds dude, just dude, you so make sexy. Jokes. We Come need on. to we need to make we need to make that a uh, like instead of stay sexy, juice my channel. Yeah, juice the stay so sexy, dirty. juice my it's channel. It's so up. dirty sounding. It's <laughs> by itself it is just wrong. I don't really have one. I mean, any of those guys, you know, would be fun to talk to. Um would be I mean, yeah. I mean Todd Howard would be a blast to talk to, but I don't really have one specifically. I don't have an interest in interviewing anybody because I don't think that that's a strength of mine. But so let's just I'm I'm converting the question slightly. If I could just talk to any industry personality or executive. I mean, the one that comes to mind for me the most, one of the most intriguing is uh, Ken Levine for me. That's strange because when you change the answer, that was my answer was Ken. Levine. Yeah. Like, I just know that, like, he has a really interesting story about how he got into the industry, and he's obviously very thoughtful on multiple levels, whether it's from game design perspective, um, but I think most importantly from a narrative and story perspective and how he is able to weave ideology into a game in very unique ways. And then, like, obviously, like, the dude hasn't released a game since exactly yeah. 20 what mm. 13 13 yeah with infinite yeah so like what's going on um what's happening you know like this game that's co- coming out is either going to be like the greatest game of all time or it's just going to be a a dud that got restarted a million times i don't know but um anytime i've heard that guy talk i've like really tuned in to the point okay this i don't want this to sound creepy maybe it will ken levine is on clubhouse which is that app that you can join rooms Mm -hmm. and hear people talk and every once in a while because i follow him on clubhouse he'll pop into rooms and talk to people about game design stuff and i'm like always trying to pop in so i can hear ken levine just because i think what he has to say is so interesting Interesting. How do you know? Um, I don't. So I have I have Clubhouse and um, and I'm, at some point I'll get into it. But so what happens? You get informed that a person you follow has gone into a room. Is that how you yeah. know that you can? Right. Yeah. So and basically, I, I mean, sometimes I mean, usually it's they'll only alert you if that person is speaking in a room because joining a room doesn't mean you have the privilege to speak. You have to be brought on on stage. So I believe that it alerts me when Ken Levine is being brought on to, you know, having the ability to speak. But Clubhouse is odd. Maddie, you're not on Clubhouse at all, are you? I've never even heard of it. Oh, well, I can send you an invite if you want. It's uh. I need Some... less social platforms in my life to tell you the truth. So yeah, well, have you <laughs> I've seen... thought about shutting down my Instagram, my Snapchat. I'm just like, I don't even fucking use these. Like, just... it's yeah, kind of... Clubhouse sort of became a thing and then just disappeared out of the blue. I don't, I don't know why. Hmm. Maybe it's cool. But I don't know. It just, I got it as well, and then 
I went in like one time and I think it's just one more social media. Yeah. Which, but a good, a better one. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. I actually think it's a, it's got some awesome stuff that it can do. Dude, something um, kind of related to Clubhouse, not to derail us completely, but I just got access to Twitter spaces, which is right. Uh, yeah. Which is like Clubhouse sort of, but like, I just was like fucking around on my phone. I'm like, okay, we'll, we'll try this. And it ended up becoming like a, a Q&A, like a Last Stand Media Q&A session where it's like basically people could raise their hand. We could bring them up. Then we could talk to them for two to three minutes and then bring on the next person. So maybe we'll have to do a a ham radio Twitter space cool. at some point. I think the I reason know. that I had an issue, and this would be cool to hear your thoughts on, on, on Clubhouse, but the reason I was having an issue is I utilize Discord for all this. And it's packed into patron. And so I was like, I have difficulty knowing where I should do something sometimes, if that makes sense. So I'll be like, okay, I'm going to do this thing. And then I'll be all, well, fuck, I got 10 social media apps. So which one of the social media apps should I do this video or this Q&A? So what do you think? What's uh, what have you felt that uh, Clubhouse, because this is actually important to me. I I, want to know like what people are getting out of it. Do you feel that, you get something out of it that you think it's worth like investigating or is it more like if you don't use discord or is right. it in addendum too, or like, here's my impression of, okay, if we're going to, let's take the three public speaking aspects of these three platforms, right? Clubhouse right now, because it's invite only, which it's not even that exclusive. It used to be much more exclusive, but now everyone has invites and it's like really rolling out. Right. Clubhouse is for industry talk. And usually, for the, I mean, you can do whatever okay. you want. You can join any kind of room you want. But like a lot of the rooms that I went into, which I never really spoke on TikTok, also because I often felt like I probably would not be welcome to talk with some of these individuals. Um, it's a lot of like, you'll see like, oh, this person works in engineering at PlayStation. And this person writes for this site. And this person... You know, it's like a weird mix of people. It feels very industry, like at least when I've been on there, it's very industry and um, networking focused. Okay. Um, Twitter feels like a public event where yeah. it's like anyone can come and listen and we can make it more fan focused. And Discord then in would be the... Uh, the cut down version. If you have a paid discord or even if it's not uh, paid, that's like another level of barrier that someone would have to be that interested in your content to not just follow you on Twitter, but to join and be a part of your, your discord. So hopefully that answers your question. All right. Interesting stuff though. Brave new world of social media. Once again, indeed character. This one's for you. Brody asks, how are the puppers? They're doing good. They somehow, I guess we have dinosaur toys, and I don't know where they came from. And I've never bought them, but they chewed through a bunch of dinosaur toys, and I just left. I heard them going. <coughs> they got a bag of dinosaur toys, but no, they're doing good. Tough. It's actually made me tired, dude. Like puppies are tiring, man. When they you got are. two of them and they're running around at full speed, they found a fucking squirrel, and it was like the best thing ever. Like they were like, dude, this is the best day of our lives. Which it's a short life right now. It's only a couple months, so it probably is the best day of life. But <laughs> yeah, 
tiring as fuck, man. They're just running around all the time. I love having them, but sometimes dude, I wish they, I could. Um, they they look to make trouble. That's their oh, goal. dude. Yeah, dude. Revan yeah, took my times. my protein bar out of my bag. Thank God it was packaged. But like, I come out like I was. I think I was. Yeah, going to the bathroom before I left to come here, and I just hear like. Yeah, and I'm the just like cellophane wrap. Yeah, yeah. you know, you're just you're like bad immediately, shit. you're like, oh no, like what did he get? You know, that's like that sounds like garbage. So I sprint out, and I see. Fortunately, my my protein bar is still in its wrap and stuff. But he's like, you know, feet on it. He's like nosing around, you know, trying to bite through it. And I'm like, get the get off that. And he's just like, oh shit. Yeah, because you know, no he... human, unless they're an animal, fucking rips into a bar without unwrapping it. So you know yeah. instantly it's your dog. You know, yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, yeah. here we go. How old's Revan? Two years now. Gotcha. Yeah, these guys are like... He's a Days Gone months. dog. We got him when Days Gone came out. Oh, you got the exact time? Yeah. Both failures. I'm just kidding. Um... <laughs> wow. <laughs> but thank you for asking, whoever that was. Thank you. Shogun Flames up next. Cheers, you beautiful bastards. Hope your weekend is full of stomping on Legos and hangnails. Just got to say before the question, I've been loving the loan shows. I've been podcast uh, listening to the podcast for six years now, and I still love every moment of it. Thank you. That's very nice of you to say, because we worry sometimes as we like switch out our hosts and some of us are missing that like some people are enjoying it less. But we just thank you all for sticking with us as we get our schedules in sync. Anyway, on to the question. What is the fear that you have that just doesn't make sense to you? For example, I have a fear of deep, deep ocean but I have been swimming with sharks and deep sea diving. And yet mm. if I look down into the open ocean, I crap myself. I just find it weird that that is a fear of mine. Hope you all have a fantastic weekend. Would you kindly save your farts in a jar? Whatever <laughs> that fucking means. Uh, all right. So you don't know what that means. Irrational... That's from our discussion. Well, I think saving farts. Jar? Yeah, because remember I said you're some jackass who's saving your masturbation and farts in a jar in your fridge like some kind of serial Dude, that's killer. That's the thing. You say so you have like a legendary statement every 30 minutes, I'd say. Of an <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so, not every 30 minutes. That's it's, awesome. It's just, just a, a random really, statement generator. It's just <laughs> a, It's like literally you could make a carrot quote to your list and it would, it would be like, man, where do I put this one? So I feel like sometimes I hear it and I don't – our audience, because they hear from you once a week. I hear from you a lot. So for, for me, it's like I'm accustomed to your style of speaking. So when you say farts in a jar, I'm like, yeah, makes sense. I didn't even that. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> it's like, it's like when somebody's talking too much. You're just like, yeah, so whatever you said, that's good. No, not even yeah. that. No, I, I listen just that doesn't stick with me as hard as it, it did probably four years ago. Now. <laughs> that is true. That is true. <laughs> Just like me being hyped about something. You're like, yep. There he yeah. Is. Yeah. There's, when you're there's like, the here child we go. again. Insta when he's fucking talking about Starfield for the 8,000th time. <laughs> I'm just like, or what was that one day where even Dustin and I were both like, what is he talking about? It was a KOTOR remake, right? Oh, and we were God. like, dude, it's already been remade. What are you fucking talking about? And you're like, no, no, no. Remake. In fact, you should be behind. Yeah. You should be behind uh, the uh, the new game that Sony's doing then. Technically. <laughs> yeah, dude, remake, remaster. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Still, it no, was, you're that, not wrong. It's a good. This is a good hypocrisy to point out. <laughs> I liked. This was a, what maybe like a month or two ago where Maddie like had this long explanation of a news thing, and he's like, "I have to go to the bathroom. I'll let you guys talk about this." Carrick's like, "Do you want to talk about this?" 
No. Yeah. You I mean you and I? What do you want to talk that. about? Yeah. yeah. That was amazing. I, I just closely yeah. walk away. Like, everything's fine. The show's handled. It's just falling apart for the seams. Oh, it, 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 it was handled all right. It was handled with, yeah. uh, it was handled with de- dexterity, man. We were on it. What was even the question? This poor guy who wrote in a question and we uh, just went are, oh. what's a What's a fear you have that doesn't make sense oh, to you? Oh, a fear. Irrational fear. fear. Yes. He's got underwater darkophobia right whatever the term is where he like he says ocean, like he's super dark open. Yeah, that's, a, that's a real one man that's like the last phobia that's what it's called oh is that okay i have a not a fear but a very disturbed i get very uncomfortable around the underside of mushrooms or anything thinned or gilled oh and there's a term for it um and anything with tons of holes which is another term for it, like a sponge trypophobia Trypophobia, yeah, and it's you know uh, mine. Phobias. Mine is luckily pretty sub, pretty sub. Like I get by without it, but like when I look at the underside, or even strangely enough, a rotor on a uh, on a jet, tons of fins. It feels unstructured. It feels unstructured or unsupportive. Like you could break through it, and I want to. St- it's strangely enough, I always want to like break it. It's like, a, and I was told that's what that is. Hmm. That's like the main one for me. I know we brought this up earlier, but for me, um, probably weird deep sea creatures. Um, <laughs> and also, guys, I know I, I was joking earlier, but legitimately I find squid and octopus really mm. creepy. But yeah. they're on a weird line where I kind of find them interesting at the same time. But I would never in a million fucking years eat one do you know right. like with uh yeah. you know people you have the fried squid and stuff like that and there's like mm-hmm. you can see the little uh you know suction cups and stuff fuck no like i would never ever be able to do that so i find them very strange very creepy huh see i feel like my fears are rational like fear of heights I get I, I can I can narrow in on a particular point. I get ridiculously anxious like clockwork. When I'm on a plane, there's the takeoff, I'm good, I'm fine. I used to get a little nervous, I'm good now. It's the it's it's when you are getting ready to land, I become the most impatient, irritable motherfucker of all time. Like I just need to have wheels on the ground. So I think part of it's because when this first happened, you know how they in the planes they have the the screens in the back of the seats with a map and you can see where your plane is? Yeah. So we were going to land in New York and we flew like way past it out into the ocean to then turn around to then go land. Right. But I remember watching yeah. that and being like, well, where are we going? And because a plane needs time to, you know, coordinate, get on the right path and they're being directed and so it takes time. It's not like a car. You, just, you know, do a three-point turn. That's it. it. takes time with the plane. So I'm just sitting there with this different mindset. Like, what the fuck's going on? Why are we st- – okay, we're still out in the ocean. We're out here for a while. Now. And, like, it's just this buildup. And so now whenever I see the planes getting ready to land, you know, you check the time to arrival. It's 30 minutes. And I go back to my Vita, play for a minute. 31 minutes. All right. Mm. 30, why the fuck haven't we landed yet? What the fuck's going on? <laughs> like, just land the plane, right? Like, I just – Something happens to me, man. Something happens to me on that last point of the plane ride. So I don't know. You That's guys not really fly a, fear, a lot, but 
I did for you both. I wouldn't say a lot because there are people I know who are like wheels up every fucking week and they're they're somewhere across the country. Um, but for my standards, you know, a couple times a year. Same. So five, tell me if this is times. fucking normal because I don't think it is. Cadiz says it's happened to him a couple times, but I went to see Baldur's Gate and in the middle of the flight, you got the little TV, right? And this has been, it's been a while since I flew and we're flying fucking TVs are on. I'm watching NBA. Everything goes dark. Entire cabin, jet black, boom, no power, nothing. Fucking LCDs off. So I'm like, that's it. We're dead. Like for sure. Nothing loses power in the air. Fucking dead. Then pops back on. Now Cadiz told, there's about three seconds of like, fuck, you know? And then Cadiz said it's when they're changing the power, the generator to batteries and stuff. Some planes do that totally off. Is that something you guys have ever experienced? Because I got to tell you, I was fine for everything else. The kick in the pants when you take off is a little crazy. And our pilot did the old, hey, let's fucking see if the moon is something we can get to real quick. And it was like, ah! yeah, <laughs> out straight up. But and I'm not lying because we're out of a small town, so they have to make sure they're in the you know, they're like, let's fucking Tom Cruise this. Yeah. <laughs> it, does that power does it, I'm not lying, man? It was I almost shit. Was that power thing? <laughs> oh, dude, it did. You guys have been on those, right? Where occasionally, like mm -hmm. sometimes you'll get that mm -hmm. where they need to take off quick. But uh does the power has that happened to you guys? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Wow. That's not happening to me. It's just like all the lights will go a off. Sign, bro. And yeah. then go back mm -hmm. on. Yep. Yeah, yep. I've had that happen. Dude, I'm sorry, but as somebody who doesn't fly that often, and when I used to fly, that never happened. I need a sign that says, listen, bitch, occasionally <laughs> everything is going to go black and you're not dying. Because I got to tell you, when the NBA guy's like, going up three or three. Ooh. Just dead quiet after that. <laughs> Pointer. And you're like, yeah. It was the longest three seconds I've ever had, man. I was mm -hmm. just like, yeah. This shit is going on. So, okay, well, I'm glad it's normal, so I'll expect it like next time. But well, who knows if that next time it just stays dark? That's what I was gonna tell you. By the way, I was gonna screw with you and be like, the reason why you have this nervousness about landing is you're gonna crater next time. But I was nice. <laughs> but you just threw me to the wolves right there. So fuck you. Don't get in a plane. <laughs> now, neither one of us. <laughs> oh, God, this will be one of those things people show years later. It'll be like Maddie <laughs> fucking tombstone. It'll be like, remember when he joked that one time? Dude, I fucking I mean, like, it's not like I look forward to getting on planes. They, I've, I remember like first time I was going to E3 was my first plane flight, E3 2016. And I remember yeah. like, Googling like how safe are planes? You know, they're like, oh, it's <laughs> Dude, safer right. than cars. You know, it's OK. I'm just like. Then they, we start yeah, taking off. It's like, pull over, it's Maddie. like, holy shit, dude. Like, hold on. that This is not safe. This thing's about to explode. Right. 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 And then I'm when right you hit the ground, you. you get these fucking, like, need for speed motherfucking pilots that are just like, oh. they hit the ground. They're like, boom, boom. Like, they just fucking dude, kill it. Ours was bad enough that the actual people in the plane screamed. Cadiz is like, that's <laughs> the worst landing I've ever had, which I don't need to hear while we're flying. So we fly. He hit, She hits it. Just the bang. <laughs> You know, where you get yeah. the as everything goes off. And I'm like, what the? And I hear people go like, ah! and I'm all, Jesus, man. <laughs> and yeah. that, by the way, that was going away. I started to fly back, which was like, oh, yeah. God. And then you're like, well, at least I'm on the ground and I'm alive, but I have this to go <laughs> yeah. through again. And maybe that might be the time I don't get so lucky. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one who has those weird experiences then. Uh, of course. Steve Wolf's up next. I remember this right in. Hey, guys, I'm at the point where I'm ready to trade in my switch. 
I've touched in uh, I've touched it maybe once in the past six months. Sorry, I was I thought this was the writing from earlier about the Mortal Kombat girl. I read that and I was just like, I remember that writing. I feel like there is very little I am enjoying that comes out of the system. The last big game that I really liked was Fire Emblem. And to be honest, looking at upcoming games this year on Switch, I see stuff like Pokemon Snap that looks like it was made in 1995 and can't help but wonder why I'm holding on to this system. And yeah, I'm sure Breath of the Wild 2 will eventually come out, but on popular opinion here, I felt like the first one was incredibly boring and an empty Skyrim simulator. So here's my question. Is there a good reason, like a really good upcoming weeb game, for me to hold on to this system, or should I trade it in with the assumption that a Switch Pro will probably come out soon? anyhow i don't get this my buddy traded in his fucking switch he's like i'm gonna get the switch pro i'm like why don't you hold on to your switch play it and if you end up liking it then maybe upgrade to the switch pro i mean here's the thing i don't know steve's finances right we don't know his his situation yeah right but But i get i'm always a believer hold on to your consoles do not get rid of them do not use I have nothing to add. That's I'm a hundred percent agreement. If you yeah. can't, I mean, if you got to feed your family and or something, or, you know, it's just mm-hmm. like, I would, even if I would, if I was in the situation where it was like, buy this game, but in order to buy these games, you have to trade this console. It's not worth it. Like I've, the, the things I've gotten rid of or traded in, I've never been like, Hmm, really glad I sold that. I've yeah. never done that. Ever. It's not even hyperbole, too. I've never felt like I won based off selling something like the, that early. The only time I've been happy that I sold something was something I completely did not care about. Like, the, uh, I had a rare Super Nintendo game, the Ninja Gaiden Collection, which is just the NES games on Super Nintendo. It's like $80. I was like, I don't want this game. I don't really care about it. I mean, nothing against Ninja Gaiden. I just didn't need that collection on Super mm-hmm. Nintendo. Um, but a Switch, I don't know. That's seems different to me. Yeah. I would just hold on to it. I agree. Anything you want to tab in with, Carrick? No, sorry. I agreed uh, right away. Oh, like, okay. I agree with that. I wouldn't cool. sell anything for no reason. Natural Calamities up next with two questions. A genre I adore is strategy RTS games, but I'm dreadful at them. I will leave a game when I see myself losing, but I've slowly been getting better playing, increasing more with XCOM to Wasteland 3 to Desperados 3, and most recently I'm playing Empire of Sin. I'm doing pretty well with this one. One series or genre draws you in, but you are laughably bad at, but you still coming, keep coming back for more. Natural you know, Calamity is trying to double dip because I answered this question, I think. On oh. my solo, so he must want he must want your no. perspective. Bad natural. I'll I'll give you a quick <laughs> answer for that then. Um, <laughs> FPS shooters because my skill has declined. So when I go back, I'm like I used to be a whiz at these, but I just it's more so not that I'm I'm really getting older. I think it's just I play them way less than I used to, so I feel the skill gap a little bit more now. But I wouldn't say I'm life will be bad yet. Give it time. I'll get there. Mm, yeah i don't i would say i don't really have one i either play what i like and and i you know you're good at try everything to practice at it. no no but i don't think i play the stuff i'm bad at so i wouldn't really know anymore i mean we have to play everything for reviews so i, I would say oh sports games i'm not very good at yeah no that's a good like sports games dude i'm not great at like so like a football game I can't. Oh, I'm not terrible. really good at Games those at actually, all. Yeah, that's a perfect yeah. one. Oh Somebody kick my ass at a foot. Like I'd be doing a football game and I'd be like, "It's third and fucking five. and I'm like, "Cool, sounds good. I'm gonna fucking air this out or what? You know, I don't even know if that's <laughs> yeah. a bad idea. 
I can watch football on no, but in a game, I'm not good in the actual. Because I don't know the play calls. They're like nickel back five three five. I'm like, what the fuck is nickel back? Nickel back. ACD Def Leppard number four. (laughs) And you're like, but I have no clue. I'm just square looks good. Boom. Yep. Hike. Yep. Throw. And or you have you ever got that one run that you're good? So I'm really good at like like long outside sweeps. So once I get good at one, that's like my like I pick three moves. I'm all okay. I'm good at this pass. I know the timing for this one, and I know this sweep, and I'm that's that's me. That's the... I'm good at NHL, but I also mm. played a disgusting amount, and I think that's the most responsive one. More like MLB, my timing is terrible. Madden, I don't know how to read a play for my life. NBA, my timing is is atrocious. Like I used to always get grilled by my friends for late shots. Like it just yeah, not good. Second question. I'm finishing all the Halo games. I finished one, two, three, and I'm going through four right now. But I have to admit, the campaign is a slog and is really tedious to go through. For Halo Infinite, I have a fear it'll be the same. Do you see them adding loadouts or stuff of that sort or things to really work towards within the campaign, like maybe adding back skull collectibles? I think they're going to add just more of some kind in because it's more open. Collectibles would seem pretty sensible. And I'm not talking skulls. I'm talking audio logs of like i'm dying i'm going down oh, no. but here's my here's my safe code before i go five six two three Ugh. that's it um i could absolutely that, save myself but instead i'm gonna record myself dying yep yep fucking ken levine man why do you have to do that right yeah he, right right he, ken he, levine he's, is <laughs> he's one of the ones that was the grossest misuser of them it's the king of dying messages huh um other than that I don't know if I can add more. Anyone have any other Halo Infinite stoof to add in? I already answered this question last week. <gasps> Natural? God damn it. He, he just copy and pasted both of them. So, What the fuck? That's disrespectful when you think about it, right? Dustin took wow. his time, answered the questions, and you didn't think Dustin's answer was enough. Oh, here we go. For Now he's going to really believe that because you said that like you meant it. I'm good at that. Well, you might have meant it. I'm good at you might have meant it, but you said it pretty Maybe rough. I did. I like it. <laughs> Natural now right know. now is really uncomfortable. Exactly. <laughs> it's like you can't quite tell if this is all a joke or not. <laughs> that kind of wry smile like. That's <laughs> funny. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Red eyes, white wolves next. Hey, y'all. It's been a while since I wrote in, but I was wondering how game collecting was going for you guys when you were young. I only had an OG Xbox when I got my, until I got my 360 in 2012. And when GameStop stopped selling the games in stores, I had to rely on flea markets to find my desired games. For me, the hunt honestly was more exciting oftentimes than playing the games. And it was the most satisfying thing to find the game you were actually looking for. I looked for KOTOR 2 for years after my original broke. And it was like I found gold once I finally did. Now that I'm older and have a credit card, I can go to places like eBay and easily find what I want. But now that yeah. most of the magic yeah. is gone from doing that. Have any of you had similar experiences? I've had experiences with that enjoyment dying. I would agree with that. It's at times a little more heart-wrenching to collect now because there isn't that. For me, it's the making the deal. I agree. There's a bit more thrill in the hunt sometimes. Oftentimes, you'll collect a game because you like it, but you may not play it right away. I've been doing pretty good at playing things. Not beating them all, but playing things I wanted to collect. Um... One of the things I like most, and you know, imagine me in you know packs or something negotiating a little deal, you know, like, uh-huh. hey, I've got some cash, all right. If I give you a card, I might be able to track that instead of um, 
40 how about i give you 30 cash and you just pocket that right now he's like okay here you go go grab your game it's like excellent now he's happy she's happy i'm happy i've got my game at a discount i've got a complete in box and we all walk away nice and satisfied a little money under the table action there um you can't do that on ebay you can't so you get these people who are are uh you'll find games that are outrageously priced now because there's no in-person markets to pick them up from to kind of level the playing field. It's just all online. And so eBay prices are really volatile. Like they're just up there. I guess I should say really volatile. That's not the proper way of using the term, but they are volatile. I should say. Um, So yeah, of course I've had this many times as I continue to expand my collection in a very expensive manner. Nothing to add to that one. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I've gotten good about not spending money on st- like there are things that I want that I know I don't really need or even really uh, need, like want to have. There's just like some kind of ape part of my brain that's like, mm, I want that. You know what I mean? <laughs> so but it's funny because I do have a I'm not going to I I, I want, I'm going to have a special reveal. But I have a special per- few special purchases I've made coming from uh you know, an, another side of the planet that I'm very excited about uh, that I did spend a lot of money on. So I'll reveal that later. Oh, shit. All right. Let's go. Yeah. I will say like... oh, sorry. that. Oh, I was just going to say, I don't know about you guys, but one thing I do have to watch out for is um, late night. So, you know, there's proof that at late late night time frames, your willpower is a little lower. <laughs> which is why a lot of people get late at late at night. But I have a tendency to buy shit from Amazon prime late at night yeah and it's been it's been a disaster my wife now will usually look at the boxes and go did you really want it or did you not and i i'll look through my orders sometimes not even open in the box and be like i have no clue why i ordered that at 3 a.m like none (laughs) and i'll get a lot of times i'll get lazy and i know i bought something and i can even see i bought it on amazon a year ago but i can't find it i'm about fuck it (laughs) buy it again so i have like 85 needle nose pliers I'm not lying. I have so many needle nose pliers. It's a joke now. They're everywhere because I can't find one. I'm like, delivery, man. Oh, it's, it's a, a disaster, man. Yeah, it's a it's, sorry. What were you gonna say, good, Dustin? Just gonna say I don't. So I don't really drink much anymore. I don't have anything against it. It just makes me feel sick. But when I was drinking more regularly, you know, you have a couple couple beers with your friends. Maybe you're feeling a little cozy. They, you know, leave. You're sitting on your couch by yourself. You're browsing Amazon. The drunk purchase thing is very yeah. much a thing, but Real. Carrick, yours is just fueled by pure, purely uh, the the pure drive kid like desire. Yeah. yeah, I'll be up late at night, like, and that's how I got all my airsoft guns, which have turned out to be successful. You know, I enjoyed those, but yeah, I bought. Well, and I used to take. I, sometimes I'll take Ambien to sleep because I'm really high energy, and I like I don't drink at all, so that mm-hmm. I can't drink to go to sleep. Yeah, there'll be some purchases. For example, I have five still in the package ssds one terabyte ssds and i couldn't tell you when i got them they're everywhere i every system i have has an ssd the xbox s has an ssd external because i just was i had so many so yeah that kind of stuff technology in particular you know you see that cool tech at three in the morning and you're like hey i need another hard drive (laughs) which you (laughs) i do i actually need to buy one Felix check is up next. I definitely do. I, um, I've, I've like capped out on a lot of my memory across all my mm. shit and I'm just like deleting, reorganizing. So yeah, I just need to 
invest in a couple. And I also need a standing desk attachment because I'm tired of sitting for like eight hours a week on just podcasts. Me too. When things get back to normal, would you consider doing an in-person podcast, all three of you in the same room? That would be an experience. Oh, us? Yeah. Oh, sure. I thought for some reason he meant people. Yeah. Your house. A little PAX (laughs) panel action or something like that. Dude, that would be so fun, which, I mean. That's possible. Those kind of things are possible. Yeah, which I don't know. I mean, supposedly PAX West right now has not been canceled i've never canceled. been to pax west though they are expensive in the east we're talking about the seattle one yeah right yeah. dude it's awesome it's it's legit like that's the I only one that. i would ever go back to dude yeah, if I they I say i feel like if we were gonna do it we'd have to go to west for for Carrick. yeah i mean if we can get a panel at pax west i will i will as long as i have nothing else going on i would be willing to commit to that yeah it'd be it'd be a blast i think you guys would like west it's 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 pretty legit. I'm down. All right, Do cool. It. It's set. McMeister's up next. Howdy, dowdy. Let's get rowdy, boys. Hope you're all doing well. I recently played Super Smash Bros. with a friend of mine, and we made it interesting by not being able to play as the same person twice while hanging out. This got me wondering, what fighting game character would you want to have the move set up, and why? It could be from any franchise, but for me, I like the idea of having Kirby's moves because he could be a jack-of-all-trades with his inhale ability, but he also has fast hits or a heavy hammer attack if need be. Lao from Virtual Fighter, for sure. I'm going to say Sheik from, also from, I mean, from Legend of Zelda, but on Smash Brothers, because mm-hmm. I like the, it's like a death by a thousand cuts real quick. Hmm. The options. I'm going to say, I'm going, hmm. This is tough. Trunks from Dragon Ball Fighters. Not practical, but fucking epic. <laughs> Just big sword on the back, big hacks, throwing people up in the air, Buster Dome, all that shit. Amazing. All right, we got two more left. The Grim Blade. At the beginning of the generation, it seemed like both Microsoft and Sony were doing everything right and that this would be a competitive console generation. With the news around PlayStation these past few weeks, it feels, it's italicized, like PlayStation is heading in a low or trending in that direction. At the same time, I know this isn't as bad as the early PS3 times, right? Are we lacking hindsight? Is Sony really making major missteps? So anything to add on in terms of panic? I don't think we're there yet in that level. Because right now it's not actions. This is a report. And right. Well, I think it's indicative of things. It's not like their qualities in the shitter or anything like that. You know, like didn't the PS3 launch with Haze or something along those lines? So mm-hmm. yeah. we're not if talking you, about that. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's, to me, it's a situation like when you go outside and you're like, ooh, it's going to rain. Like you can feel it in the air quality. You can see it in the sky. And sometimes that's it doesn't that's rain. That's emotion so, I thought only I experienced. Like you're like, oh, fuck, it's going to rain. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like kind of ominous, you know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it doesn't rain. Sometimes it blows over and, you know, the bad time. It's all and then it's good. But it's all sunny. Yeah. Right now signs are pointing to that it could it could rain honestly i don't know if i could add anything to that that's so perfectly put (laughs) garrick anything you want to throw in there or no no i don't think we're even close to yeah and even close to worry 
All right, then that brings us to our last write-in from Paco Luigi. Howdy, last-minute write-in because we just took a break to stretch our legs on the road. Wow, so Paco is traveling, stopped, and actually added in a question. I love that. The home Mom, base game has brought stop. up this year. Yeah, I need right. to, I need the one wipe. driving. He's... Stop. <laughs> yeah, anyway, sorry. I just got this <laughs> awesome idea in my head. I always pictured him as an adult, but it'd be funny if he was actually the kid screaming to stop. He's so like, let me see your phone. She's like, you're not yeah. allowed to play any more Minecraft. I need it for the GPS. <laughs> Those like, guys no. are doing the podcast. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I have no I clue what you're talking that about. Shit. Let's go. I gotta go. <laughs> Actually, he's listening to this with his family right now in his car or whatever. And, well, and yeah, they're just like, what the His family is going to get an earful through this entire podcast. That's <laughs> Yeah. All right. Uh, the question is, the home base game has been brought up this year. What's a game each of you gents like to return to sporadically or for short intervals on? It doesn't have to be every year. Best trucker, Paco. So I'm sorry. It was not a car. It was a truck. Hmm. A game that you like to return to sporadically or in short intervals, and it doesn't have to be every year. So you come back. Just a game you return to. What's a game that always calls your name? Tetris. Secret World. Ooh, Tetris. Wait, what was yours, Carrick? Uh, the MMO, Secret World. I, oh. I return to it. I return to it consistently. Hmm. Smite. Smite wow. always oh, Smite always calls me back in. I think I've kicked it now, but it took me like <laughs> nine years. I forgot, Maddie, that you're a fucking MOBA dork. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, oh. I will own that. Yeah, I'm a MOBA dork for damn sure. I, <laughs> I want the MOBA days to come back, man. They were great. And the, when I had just Paragon and League of Legends and Smite, like, dude, I was feasting. And then just suddenly they stopped. Pokemon's apparently making a MOBA, right? Like they, they announced that for phones and Switch, so... You're like we'll the see. only person who said, like, right? Like, we should know. You and should know. Over, right? And you it's like, dude, know. wrong people to ask. I, well, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> wrong for me. <laughs> I'm not going to know if they're doing a MOBA. That, when Maddie said that, I'm like, I feel like that's something I heard and tried to forget. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, a Pokemon MOBA, those, uh, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like that. <laughs> yeah. It might, it might though. Never know. All right. Well, look, we'll see. We'll see if that's even a thing that happens for now. That's all the questions and write-ins we have for this week's ham radio podcast. It's been a very funny episode. I must say I've been chuckling my ass off this whole time. Uh, A great hour, two hours, sorry, and 45 minutes spent gentlemen, any closing thoughts before we uh, wrap this up as Carrick so often likes to do. Maddie is just, you know, hopefully you'll be here for the next episode after all that crab scene crab yeah that's that's yeah. exactly yeah, where i become a permanent two-man show with the with the the crab <laughs> juice the splooge what did you call it <laughs> crab splooge crab schmegma it's just nasty man all i'm saying is there's a 80 percent chance you ain't making it to the next podcast <laughs> 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 or you're gonna be like from an intensive care ward your fucking IV. You'd be like, I'm still doing the podcast. Like, uh, didn't didn't Sakurai do that to make Smash? He was working on the game with an IV. Yeah, I heard yeah. he was working on the game. Yeah, with an IV. Oh, me. hashtag hashtag crab juice. Hashtag like crab it. juice. It's unique enough, but not if someone sees if your grandma's reading your Twitter. Yeah, like, oh, right. Crab juice. <laughs> like, um, I, I like, like tomato crab. juice. Let's get some crab. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Sure but it they is. know 
you know when you write hashtag crab juice, you're talking about the crab jizz. Okay. Yeah. That yep. Maddie consumed. Yep. yep. That Maddie consumed with reckless abandon. Let's just reckless make it as bad as Yeah, a 12, a 12 count. <laughs> Hell yeah. A 12 count? Is that what you had? Of, yeah. Uh, I had 12 pieces. Throated 12. It's just going to get worse if we continue. I Trust me, I'm just going to get dirtier <laughs> yeah, and dirtier. Yeah, I was about to Friday, make a crab so orgy went... joke. So we no, should it's stop. Get... Yeah, we, yeah, it's... we got to stop. <laughs> we got to stop now. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for showing up. We love you. Crab juice. Yeah. Hashtag crab juice. That'll be it. Thank Goodbye. you all. And we'll all see right. you next week. Peace out. Peace out. <laughs>